This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show uh, on a Friday. It is December 9th, 2022, and we got to talk Big 12 football right here on the Monty Show. Is the Big 12 on solid footing? Oh, I know, it's a crazy question. You're like, hey, look, fat ass, what are you talking about? (laughs) No, seriously. Is the Big 12 on solid footing? Commissioner Brett Yormark said some things this week that were a little head-scratching. Should Gonzaga Gonzaga. join the Big 12? Because it's not Gonzaga, it's Gonzaga. Right. Should they join the Big 12? Was Brett Yormark right about the Rose Bowl? What did Kelly Papinga say, the new BYU special teams coordinator, and Jay Hill, the defensive coordinator at BYU, what did they say about the Big 12 that shocked us yesterday? We'll talk about all that coming up on the Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Very simply put, my friends, when you're in Iraq and you've been in a car accident and it's somebody else's fault because they were driving neg- negligently, irresponsibly, they were texting on their phone like this guy does all the time when he's driving, um, and they hit you, that's not your fault. You deserve to be compensated. You need somebody that will fight for you, and that's The Advocates. Check them out online, theadvocates.com. No matter where you listen to this show, certainly right here in the great state of Utah, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, uh, their newest office is in Phoenix, Arizona. For all of our Arizona listeners, get to theadvocates.com. There's a button right in the middle of the website, chat with a lawyer now. Click that button. You can talk to an attorney right now online because they know not everybody's comfortable talking on the phone. Um, And that's one of the best parts about the advocates. Not only do you never pay a consultation fee, not only do you never pay a retainer, they have a lot of empathy for your situation. They know it's tough when you're looking for an attorney. So check them out online at theadvocates.com. All right, let's talk about the Big 12. Let's talk about Brett Yormark. Let's talk about where the Big 12 stands because we've had a lot of turnover in college football. I think we all know that. And the Big 12 really has has been very consistent, whereas you have all these other conferences, you know, USC's joining the Big 10, who's going to NBC, who's going to CBS and Fox and everywhere else, there's going to be Big 10 sports, right? So the Big Ten's making all these splashes, but Brett Yormark, the new commissioner of the Big 12, has been very methodical. He has been very direct, and he said some things this week that are a little bit surprising to some people, including that they're not close to expansion, but they do want to add that fourth time zone. Uh, Hello? It is called the Pacific time zone, and it had a lot of people wondering if he was talking directly about Gonzaga joining the Big 12. And if Gonzaga joining the Big 12 was the right move, does Gonzaga need the Pacific time zone? Is in fact, instead of being rock solid with a new TV deal, is the Big 12 looking to solidify their position? And are they in a position of weakness? I don't believe that that is the case. But it is a little surprising that the Big 12 has not made a splash in Big 12 expansion yet that Gonzaga is not a member of the Big 12, that you don't have 
uh, an agreement in place to get the Arizona schools, Colorado and Utah, into the Big 12. Jake, in your opinion, do you feel like the Big 12 is on solid footing? Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I think they're on solid footing, but I, but I'm also a big believer that you always have to compete uh, as a football player, as a basketball player, as a as a uh, you know a conference leader. You you always have to compete for the best brands to be in your conference, and I think that that brands like Gonzaga are are a are a power brand, even if it is just basketball. And and I think this is what's really fascinating about the whole situation because we all know that football is the cash cow. We all know that that's what, you know, brings in the money and then basketball obviously is second. So Gonzaga obviously being a basketball only school brings an interesting dynamic into a, a powerhouse basketball conference. But in that same breath, I think that's why Gonzaga is such an attractive school for the Big 12 because you're already a powerhouse basketball conference. You want the fourth time zone, right? You want the West Coast. Why wouldn't you just add a powerhouse program like that? So to me, it's really interesting. You know, like it makes sense to me why you'd want to add that. But also it makes sense to me why there would be maybe uh, just some challenges around only doing basketball and how that kind of plays into the rest of the schools. Because Yormark has talked a lot about both in his recent comments that we're talking about today, but over the course of the last several months that, you know, whoever they add needs to be in alignment with the rest of the schools, that he feels like they have really good synergy and that everyone's kind of on the same page and pull in the same direction, if you will. So it'll, it'll be interesting to me to see who do you add and how does that money distribution, when you do add that fourth time zone, work out if it is on, if it is a basketball-only school. That, to me, is an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I'm not so concerned about that, but look at these comments by uh, Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark, and I, I think they're very interesting in that you have a situation here where you say, um, you know, a, he wants the four-time zone, a program that uh, has national recognition. I think it's Zagafitz that. Yep. One that competes at the highest level in basketball and football. Gonzaga doesn't have that. Stands for the right things is a good cultural fit because our alignment right now and the like-mindedness of all of our member institutions is fantastic. It's never been better. Right. It's never been better. I don't know. Is that a... Is that a comment that says you are not going to, uh, you know, that you're not going to add Gonzaga because they don't play football? I find that hard to believe for the best basketball conference in America right. that you wouldn't want to add Gonzaga. Balanced or unbalanced, how do you say no to Gonzaga? I don't think that you do. But what I also think you have here is you have a situation with Brett Yormark where he knows exactly who he is, where he is, and what they are in the Big 12. And I think when you look at the Big 12, I don't think there's any doubt that, yeah, I think there is some questions about their viability in the long term. I'm not comparing them to the Pac-12 in any way, shape, or form. I am talking specifically only about the Big 12. It would have been nice to get a larger TV deal. I, I think they did the exact right thing by getting out early, working with their current TV partners to strike a new deal. But I also think that you're waiting on bated breath to see exactly what the Pac-12 conference does with their, their distribution deal. Because if they wind up in a stream-only situation, I actually think that's better for the Big 12. Mm -hmm. If the Pac-12 ends up on Amazon where their games are only streamed, they're not on ESPN and Fox, Like I think that would be a much better situation for the Big 12 because I think where we are in this world, I don't think all of us are ready to only watch Pac-12 football on Amazon Prime. I just don't think that's where we are as consumers at the moment. Right. 
I think it's an important component in a deal. And if, let's say, the Big 12 were to add a streaming component, which doesn't seem likely because there are no third-tier rights available, okay, I could see that. If the Pac-12 adds ESPN, Fox, and then and then adds a streaming package with Amazon, okay, now the Big 12 you know, should be looking at that like, uh-oh. But right now, I think there's a lot of unknowns. And I think that we rubber stamp a lot of things about the Big 12 simply because they have a new uh, TV deal. Right. I wouldn't be doing that. I think Brett Yormark has work to do. I think Brett Yormark has to solidify the future of the conference by getting into the pack, into the Pacific time zone, Thanks. by getting into Gonzaga, by adding quality football programs, I don't know, like San Diego State, who seems to be one of the hottest properties in all of college sports. I think that's a must-add. I actually think Gonzaga basketball is a must-add. If Gonzaga winds up in a conference like the Pac-12, I think that's really damaging. If you want the Pac-12 to solidify themselves, have them add Gonzaga. That would really solidify. Have them add San Diego State. That would really solidify. And again, I will just say, what's happening with the Mountain West? Because whether you want to acknowledge it or not, the Mountain West is absolutely competition for the Big 12 and the Pac-12. Right. So I'm not saying that the Big 12 is, is falling apart, but what I am saying is that you have a situation where I think Gonzaga is a critical, critical point of contention in college sports right now. Yeah, and I, and I think they have a lot to offer. I mean, I, I, I think, like, hear me clearly, I, I don't think that just because they're a basketball-only school that that, like, hurts them or makes them some sort of, like, bad value add. I think they're a phenomenal value add to any conference that wants to bring them in. I think the only hurdle with that is just, hey, because you're basketball-only, how does that work out revenue-wise with the, the rev share that goes on between all the other member institutions? Because Gonzaga's revenue is obviously going to be, you know, well, all due respect, you know, because you're basketball only, your revenue is obviously going to be smaller than Oklahoma State or than Kansas or Kansas State or any of these schools that That's right. have both. So it's not that Gonzaga is some bad school. It's just how do you how do you work that out? So yeah, I if I if I'm Brett Yormark and I can add Gonzaga, I'm definitely figuring it out. 100%. Like no doubt about it. And I agree, Gonzaga very much is a brand or a school that's sort of like sitting here on this pedestal, and it's like, who's going to add them? And whoever adds them is going to get a huge win through that because you notice every single year, Gonzaga has a way of being in the national headlines for basketball, whether it was when Chet was there or, you know, the talent they have now. Like, even when they're not playing for national championships, they're front and center. And if you, by them being front and center, if they're in your conference, you're front and center, and that's what really I think matters to these conferences when football essentially ends in December, and you need that extra kick through April. Yeah, and I, I think that's why you have a situation where Gonzaga is so critical, and you have a situation where you have the best, by far, basketball conference in the country in the Big 12, and, and please do not do not argue that the Pac-12 or the Big Ten or the ACC get out of here. Yeah, the Big Twelve is the best basketball conference in the country. Yeah, if you add Gonzaga to that, if you and again to expansion point, if you add Arizona basketball to that, right? If you add the running Utes to that, and you add Gonzaga to that, you're absolutely in a, in a rock solid position. And I I I just feel like Brett Yormark now. 
you're in this situation where you feel like it's been awfully quiet. Mm-hmm. It's been awfully quiet. And you're almost waiting for, you know, think about how mornings work in this country. Like you're waiting for the sun to rise and all the noise of the traffic to come in. That's what I'm waiting for with the, the Big 12. It's been very quiet. Mm-hmm. And I th- think he's done a really good job to date. But now it's time to swing for the fences. Because with this UC Board of Regents, you know, announcement or decision or whatever, how we're this calling doom. this. With, well, with UCLA, I don't know what you refer to it as. Yeah. But this decision that's coming down from the UC Board of Regents is a big one. And I think it has a massive impact on the future and the fate of the Big 12. Because if if UCLA is truly allowed to leave, and I don't care what their rev split with Cal is going to be, <laughs> but if UCLA is clearly, you know, is allowed to leave, I think it clearly, you know, begins another phase of expansion in college football. Yes. Because I think it makes the Pac-12 desperate. And if the Pac-12 is desperate, they're going to act, which forces the Big 12 to act. I think this, this, this UC Board of Regents, UCLA decision next week, man, I cannot state it it's succinctly enough that this is a massive moment in time. Because it's one thing for USC, because USC is a private institution, right? Like, it's one yeah. thing for USC to leave and, and, and do their thing. Like, that's fine, whatever. But for a public institution in UCLA to leave the way they left, the manner with which they left, that's a big deal. And, and I do agree that... Maybe everyone's waiting on this decision and everyone is like, all right, we know what our contingency plan is. We know what we're going to do if this happens or if that happens. Now we just got to wait yeah. for this to happen. Maybe it is. And I, and I don't know, like, I don't view it as, um, you know, some impending doom, if you will. I think that it's more of just a, it is. What do you a mean? Big, when you say you don't view like, it as impending I, I don't, doom. For UCLA, one way or the other, you're, you're going to survive. You're going to find a way. I think for UCLA, it's more of a thing where it's like, hey, if we can get to the Big Ten, now we can start to thrive a little bit. Now we can start to kind of make some money and like be in a better position and, and get Ohio State in here and get like, you know, like but we see, can get some I, better brands. I tend to differ with that. I think the biggest problem for UCLA has always been funding of the football program. I think that you went out and hired Chip Kelly and yet you still haven't found a solution to get out of the Rose Bowl week in and week out. And and I don't think people understand that the Rose Bowl is a big problem for UCLA. Like, it's a historic building one day a year, right? I mean, that, that's it for the Rose Bowl. It's a historic building. But if you're UCLA, you can't fill a 100,000-seat stadium. You can't. And it, it's embarrassing most weeks that that joint's three-quarter empty. You've got to get an on-campus stadium, and I know they're working on it. I know they're trying but they don't have the money to do that. And they also don't have the booster donor money that is required because people are not fired up about UCLA football. Thanks. Now, if you put UCLA football in the Big Ten, my guess is you're going to have an on-campus or close-to-campus stadium. And I think it makes a huge deal. And I also think that for UCLA, obviously they're going to survive. UCLA's not going anywhere. My bigger question is, does the Pac-12 survive? Because I think if UCLA leaves the Pac-12, I think it's an awfully difficult pill to swallow um, that you that you would have that you would have UCLA, USC, nobody in Southern California, which again is why. <coughs> and I know they're in Spokane, but Gonzaga becomes incredibly important for the for the Pac-12, which is why it's incredibly important for the Big 12, in my opinion. I just I, I just think when you look at this stuff. 
and you look at how these things go on, it begs the question of, is the Big 12 on solid footing? And and I, I want to say yes, but I just am not there yet. I'm not there yet. And I think if UCLA leaves the Pac-12, I think it is a, I do believe it's a death knell mm-hmm. because that means Amazon, ESPN, Fox, and really take Fox out of it because Fox is told um, the Pac-12 they're not in the hunt to be a tier one partner. You look at ESPN and you look at Amazon, Why? what are you paying for if UCLA is not there? Mm-hmm. What do you, well, oh, well, we got Gonzaga basketball. Okay, well, that's a conversation we can have. I think Gonzaga is a huge, huge tipping point here. I think San Diego State's a huge tipping point here because I don't think San Diego State is is in a hurry to leave to leave the conference right now. I, I don't. I actually think with a new commissioner that seems really savvy, smart, sharp, I think the Mountain West is a real player here. And if if the Mountain West is serious after Craig Thompson resigns and retires at the end of the month here, I, they're going to get aggressive and grow their footprint. I, I think there's no doubt about that. People I've talked to in the TV industry have said repeatedly, watch out, watch out, Mountain West, watch out for the Mountain West. Hey, if the Pac-12 melts down, watch out for schools like Oregon State and Washington State, watch out for schools like Gonzaga, if they you if they lose UCLA, man, I I just think it's going to be the Wild West, and mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a huge firefight for these schools. Yeah. Now, if you are if you are Oregon and Washington, I think you probably end up in the Big Ten. But if you are Oregon State and Washington State, I think the the Big Twelve and the the Mountain West are two very interesting partners. I I it's, I truly do. I think the Big Twelve clearly has more to offer than the Mountain West does. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But if if you are the mountain if you are the Mountain West, I think you have to get aggressive, and I think you have to ask Alabama. You have to ask Notre Dame. You, I mean, you've got to go and swing for the fences because somebody might actually say yes. Mm-hmm. And you only need one Washington State, one Oregon State. You only need, you know, if if, if you're the Mountain West, you're not. I don't think you're going to be able to pull an Arizona or an Arizona State. But why wouldn't you know? Why wouldn't you ask? Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, think some people are f- afraid to just ask. Like that's, I mean, we've that's been a mantra on this show for a while. I mean, like, yeah. whether, like when we're talking about Danny Ainge, like how do you not make the call on certain guys? Like, you know, how if you how do you not make the call on <laughs> Kevin Durant? Yeah, exactly. Like how you know if you're if you're your Mark, how are you not looking at some of these schools? And and, and he is. I mean, I have no doubt. Like obviously you're projecting forward and you're talking to people and as you said it's been quiet which always means in college football that things are happening that the public doesn't know are happening and you know you have to just um understand that that's how it works in college football they're they're putting plans together and they're prepared and whatever happens with UCLA next week it you know they're going to be able to react and I think that you know hopefully hopefully they're going to be aggressive because I think they're in a position to be aggressive and it's always a big shame when you have resources and ability and and you're able to go out and get you know different programs to add to your conference and you're you know just not doing it like that's a shame in my opinion so I hope that they that they are aggressive and that they do you know, handle business. Cause if, if they do get Gonzaga and let's say the PAC 12 melts down and you're able to add the Arizona schools and you do all that, you're going to be a power conference. There's just no way around it. And if you're the mountain West, obviously you're just looking for a, a, a seat at the table. You know, you're just looking for, Hey, we want to add some major programs and hopefully become P P5, you know, like that's what you, that's what you're trying to do. So to me, 
it is a very interesting time. But to answer the question directly, I do think the Big 12 is on relatively solid footing. But I also think that that footing can be pulled out from under them, you know, relatively quickly, depending on how they behave and, and how they go about it. Yeah, I, I think you you cannot over you cannot overemphasize how important this UCLA decision is. And you, in my opinion, when that decision comes down midweek, I think it's I think it's it's like a domino. You like you're tipping the first domino here, and I I I have to believe that Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big Twelve, has a plan. And I see everybody everybody saying it's ridiculous that Gonzaga would join the Mountain West, and the Mountain West is a joke. Okay, go go ahead and believe that. What I'm telling you is is Gonzaga has a very I think very high brand right now, but it's not, it, it doesn't, it doesn't join the big 10. It's not going to the ACC. What sense does that make? Gonzaga is a perfect fit an absolutely perfect fit in the big 12. They're really essentially a major sports or basketball only. It's Spokane, which gives you the, which I think gives you a much better footprint. And I think that if you're Gonzaga, why do you not want to compete at the top of the, the, the basketball world? Mm-hmm. Cause you already are. You already are. And I think they're, man, it would be hard, in my opinion, if UCLA leaves a Pac-12. I don't believe that the WCC exists. I don't believe that Gonzaga can sit tight. Mm-hmm. I really don't. And again, if the WCC melts down, there's a lot of good programs in there that I think have a lot of value. And if you are the Mountain West, if you are the Pac-12, I think you have to look at basketball only. I, I do. I think they have real value. There is no bigger prize in college basketball than Gonzaga right now. And I believe that Brett Yormark knows that. And I think that if you're Brett Yormark, my only question is, should you be more aggressive in expansion? Mm-hmm. And I, I know factually that he has talked to just about every member of the Pac-12. Every member of the Pac-12 has heard from Brett Yormark. Well, and again, you know, he they're already one of the most aggressive in expansion. Keep that in mind. Like, obviously, you're adding you know, four schools here. And and I think that that's great. I mean, that's exactly what you should be doing. And, you know, and obviously like later in the show here and in a few minutes, like we're going to have the conversation about what Kelly Papinga and Jay Hill said about the big 12 and that whole process. So like, obviously they're adding, you know, they're adding schools and they are being aggressive, but at the same time, you it's very rare in college athletics that you get an opportunity to kind of put the dagger in another conference that competes with you because the Pac-12 undoubtedly competes with the Big 12 right now. There's just no question about it. And to me, I think if UCLA leaves and then you can add, you know, the Gonzagas or maybe even a San Diego State and you can kind of take some options away from the Pac-12, that's really going to be impactful because it's not really even about stealing Pac-12 teams at this moment. It's just about kind of pigeonholing the Pac-12 in, in basically saying, hey, you have no way out here. Like, you're going to melt down, and we're going to absorb those teams and that revenue and that branding, and we're, that's going to boost our conference. So, yep. College football talk on the Monty Show is always presented by our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Uh, holiday gift giving. Why would you go anywhere but Barbecue Pit Stop? And again, you know, one of the things they do is they have these, these um, flavor packs. They have these seasoning packs. Um, these packs of rubs that are, you know, two in a box. And when you, you go to barbecue pit stop, we always tell you, you're dealing with local owners. They're entrepreneurs. 
Um, they're just all really savvy business guys. So one of the things they're doing is they're selling gift packs to benefit local resident, a, lo a local resident. It's a great program. Get online, bbqpitstop.com. Stop by any of their five Utah locations uh, from Logan, Layton, uh, Murray, which is, of course, our Salt Lake location in Murray, right across from the mall there. Uh, you also have Lehigh and St. George. Hello to everybody in St. George. We've had a massive week of viewership in St. George this week. Good to see everybody in Southern Utah. Um, and go shop at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Uh, they're just really good guys. And you know, again, when you go to Barbecue Pit Stop, and, and I, I know I say this every day, I, you're probably tired of it, but check the box. It's the best equipment. You know that already. You know you're getting Traeger, Big Green Egg, Yoder, Camp Chef. I'll keep talking about their pizza ovens, even though isn't that what a Traeger Iron 1885 is, a pizza yep. oven, really? I mean, you can make brisket on it, but it's a pizza oven. Um, they're, they make amazing pizza. Wings, brisket, chops, steaks, you Vegetables. name it, they do it. That, oh, yeah, great skewers. Mrs. Monty and her broken arm loves some Fish. skewers on the smoker. Fish, I absolutely agree. Now, I'm a cod guy, not a salmon guy. Yeah, cod. You know, give me that white, tender, yeah. flaky fish. Panko. Uh, I love it. Uh, but you know you're getting the best equipment. But the know-how is what you're investing in. When you buy a smoker, when you buy the pellets, they sell you the pellets. And the other thing I would say is smoking is not complicated. I was talking to Jesse yesterday uh, on Instagram DM. Vanish mode. And he was asking me, hey, I don't, I don't think I could learn to run a smoker. And I, think, I, I said to him, what do you mean learn? It's plug it in, turn it on, and you're smoking. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I think there's this belief that running a smoker is like geometry or algebra. Well, remember when it's we not. bought our smoker, we were a little intimidated, right? Like, I would we agree. Were like, we were like, man, like, how do you, like, how does a smoker even work? And and the thing yeah. is, is to me, it's even easier than a traditional like charcoal grill. Like literally, like he just said, plug it in. Take the bag of pellets that they're going to give you. I'd recommend the competition mix, but there is a number of, cherry, of yeah, cherry, like cherries, bomb. Cherry. Like there's a number of different blends. All you got to do is plug the damn thing in, pour the pellets in the box, turn it on, turn up to the temp you want, and you're good to go. That's yep. it. There's even Wi-Fi technology wi now. Wi-Fi technology. On the Traeger smoker, you download the Traeger app. You connect it via Bluetooth. Your phone and the and the the smoker. I'm for real. And it'll tell you. It'll send you a notification. Your your you know ours is called the Monty Show Traeger. The Monty Show Traeger is up to temperature. The preheating cycle is done. I'm for real. Hey, the cool down is done because when you turn off the Traeger, it's going to go through a cool down mode. Uh, it is done. Shutdown is complete. Like I mean, the technology is amazing. All you have to do is is get your your chosen item, your meat. Put your meat on the smoker, boy. All you have to do is put your wings, your pizza, your brisket on the I'm smoker, and it's it's good to go. Smoke you running a smoker is so easy. So easy. Do it at barbecue pit stop, bbqpitstop.com to shop online for the holiday season. Oh, by the way, oh by the way, make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Um, let's get some of your comments in here real quick, though. I want to talk about one other thing that uh, Brett Yormark said the other day that I thought was amazing. Um, this is from Ross Dellinger at Sports Illustrated, who I follow on Twitter. If you don't, you're missing out. He is an amazing college football guy. Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark, quote, I was put off candidly by the Rose Bowl. I don't believe anyone in anyone putting themselves ahead of the sport. End quote, Brett Yormark. <coughs> <coughs> 
That's freaking fantastic. Mainly because we said the last that we said that exact same thing last week on the show mm-hmm. when we were talking about the Rose Bowl holding up expansion, early expansion of the, the college football playoff. Because we want to be special. Yeah. To which we said, nah, bro. I think the Rose Bowl is one of those things that everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's the granddaddy. What do you mean? You're the pretentious kid in the room. That's the problem. Is it? the Because, the, see, growing up, the Rose Bowl wasn't it for me. To, it, it, like, there had to be a huge matchup. I was more about, like, the Orange Bowl. The Fiesta Bowl was a bigger bowl for me than the Rose Bowl. Like, it, it's a great tradition. But with all due respect to Utah, is Utah and Penn State lighting anybody's hair on fire? If you're not a Nittany Lion or a Ute fan. With all due respect. You know, if you're not a Ute fan, are you really excited about Penn State and Utah? No. You're not. It's In my mind, you're looking at, at, at but again, BYU's going to the New Mexico Bowl. <coughs> my point is, I think there are very few bowls, and I, I do believe that the college football playoff has devalued the Rose Bowl. And I understand why the Rose Bowl wanted what it wanted, but I agree 100% with good old Bretty Yormark. Bretty. Bretty, with Brett Yormark, who said, yeah, they put themselves in front of everybody else. I agree with that. Yep. I agree. I think well, the, the Rose Bowl. Has done that. The Pac-12 has done that, too. Like, well, the Pac-12 you know has always mean? done that. But, but, but they're kind of one in the same, because obviously the Rose Bowl exists in Pac-12 land. And, and to me, it's just... It's just disappointing. Like I, I, and and I, and that's why I say like Brett Yormark is is a weapon. There's no doubt about it. The guy understands how to do business and he understands marketing. You know, like there's just no doubt about it. And so to me, don't be surprised when there's another splash move made after the UCLA thing. Like don't be surprised about that. Yep, I agree. Uh, Ken Williams says I'll be in Ogden. Is there a barbecue pit stop close to there? Yeah. Uh, whoa, close to there. Yes, in fact, there is in Layton. Layton is, uh, I would think Layton's the closest store to, to Ogden. Absolutely. Right by Hill Air Force Base there. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's get some of your comments in here. Tanner Plummer, the first well, one in. Well, well, well. We're on the train a little early today, are we, bud? Wow. Uh, Tanner says, is the Big 12 in trouble? I don't know, are they? Hey, guys. Well, thanks for your contribution. Hey, <laughs> M. Alvarez. Oh, yeah. First like of the day. Morning, fellas. Yeah, by the way, by the way, you guys, listen. Am I going to have to bribe you? Am I going to have to? What am I going to have to do? Come on now. We need 200 likes on the show today. There's already been 231 views on the show. There's 114 people. 114 people watching the show right now. Come on. There are only 13 of you who have liked it. Come on. If the remaining 100 of you just hit the like button. It's that easy. We're good to go. Yeah. That's all we're asking for. If you are watching the show right now, give us a thumbs up. Hit the like button. It helps the channel grow immensely. Uh, We really appreciate it. If you guys uh, continue to subscribe to the show, that really helps us grow, obviously. Um, Because I got to tell you, looking uh, looking at our numbers, we picked up 47 likes or 47 subs yesterday. Damn. We're at 83.33. So we had quite a good day uh, on the on the subscriber count yesterday. Um, so yeah, I'm telling you, rock and roll. Hit that like button. I see we're up to 28 now. We doubled our like count. Uh, please consider hitting the like button. Uh, but uh, M. Alvarez, good to see you. Neville 93, it's Friday. Let's get it. Amen yes, to sir. that. Uh, let's see. Maury Alvarez says, I think your mark is here to take names. I think he 100%. is. 100%. 
I think he is. Yeah. I think the I don't think and don't get me wrong. I don't believe that the the Big 12 is failing or I think it's time to get aggressive because Gonzaga. I th- well, I think Gonzaga 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 Gonzaga. Uh I think <laughs> that's getting aggressive. Yeah. My biggest fear is you're sitting here waiting for Eucla to go to the Big 10 mm-hmm. or not go to the Big 10. And I think if if they go to the if if they go to the Big Ten, I think you're behind the curve now. Well, I think I think I would agree with that, and 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 that's why I say like this whole concept of hey, it's being quiet. It's fascinating to me because when it's quiet, things are happening usually in college football, and so to me, it's like okay, through this quiet period, through sort of this waiting period where we've had to wait, and you know we're getting this decision next week. Yep. Has Brett Yormark been working behind the scenes, which I'm pretty confident he has, but has he been working behind the scenes? to set up a deal with the Zags or with, you know, whoever, right? Like another entity to bring them into the conference. Because again, don't forget, right? We talk every day on the show about BYU going to the Big 12. There's three other schools going with them. So it's not like the Big 12 isn't doing anything, but that's not really the conversation. The conversation is the Big 12 is uniquely positioned to go out and get the Zags or San Diego State or, you know, some of these other brands. So if UCLA leaves with USC and and the Pac-10 at that point melts down, the Big 12 is going to be front and center and the Mountain West is going to clean up behind them. And that's what we're looking for. Yep, totally agree. No doubt about it. Uh, Let's see. Kenai Johnson says, top of the morning, what's up? Uh, Jizzy announces his presence by saying Jizzy in the house. Don't. That's right, T. It stains the rugs. Yeah. Uh, Lord Radon uh, says the expanded playoff changed everything. Who is the Big 12 going to get? Blast the state. Well, it's funny you bring up the State. The blue turf. Because they're obviously, I think most people know this, they're completely renovating and expanding all of their athletic facilities. So they clearly understand what's coming. And I do think that Boise, now it's a smaller market. Obviously, Boise is a, a, the humanity in Boise is not the same as the humanity in Los Angeles. But I think Boise had a pretty strong bounce back year. Uh, based, especially based on where they started, right? But we'll see what happens with Boise. I think I'm telling you the Mountain West is absolutely a player in what's coming next. Uh, I, I do. Kendall, what's up, Kendall? Dean, would Prime jump to Colorado if there wasn't plans to try and go to the Big 12? Would Prime go to the failing Pac-12? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question, though. I think Colorado, question. But Colorado's not going anywhere. Deion Sanders has proven himself to be a savvy operator. I don't think he's worried about the conference. I think he's worried about himself, which means he's worried about Colorado. Winning at Colorado is what's good for Prime. Whether that's in the Big 12, the Pac-12, your mom's backyard, winning at Colorado is what matters for Prime. Having fun is the name of the game. I, I think that. I think that's absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think it's... Yeah. Yeah, that's where it is. Lord Radon says he went to Colorado so he can be the center of attention. Yeah, I don't know about that. If he wins, he's a savior. If he's a mess, he can say, I tried. It's Colorado. Watch what I do at FSU. Yeah, I don't think it's that simple. I think if Deion Sanders fails at Colorado, he's going to be, he's going to have to really struggle to get out of. Especially with the staff that he's put together. Yeah, I mean, that would be shocking. Also, hate to break it to you, these decisions aren't going to be made based on who is coaching where. I, Yeah, I agree with that, Radon. I don't think there's any decision that that, that Amazon's making 
Oh, well, Deion Sanders as a coach in Colorado. We didn't do our Sign TV deal because we were waiting for Prime to go to Colorado. Yeah, so Klyovkok, the liar, was saying the other day, well, you know, one of the reasons that we waited to do a TV deal is because we knew Prime was coming. No, you didn't. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Uh, Ron Nolan wants to know where Gorgonzola is. The cheese? It's pro I hope it's Gonzaga. in your uh, Oh, you mean... Gonzaga. You mean Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Spokane, Washington. Washington. Spokane. Spokane, Washington is where it is. Wait, what? How the F is the Mountain West in serious competition with the Big 12 or the Pac-10? What do you mean? What do you mean? I, 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 I don't know. Is that an outlandish statement? No. You really think the, the Mountain West with a new commissioner and tons of opportunity to add to the conference, you really don't think they're a competitor? Yeah, I would disagree with that. Tim Bruckmiller, good morning, Tim. He says Gonzaga would, be, would not be basketball only. They would be a non-football member. Well, sure. But we're talking, we're talking football and basketball. And Brett, yeah. Brett Yormark specifically talked about football and basketball. Gonzaga. So, yeah, they would be a basketball only member. You know, it is what it is, though. Uh, yes, sadly, not a lot of people care about college baseball, Tim Bruckmiller. Why is it sadly? It doesn't make people money. It doesn't make Just like money. college hockey doesn't make anybody money. College hockey is amazing. Yeah, it's no, phenomenal. Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, Kendall Dean, I don't see how expanded playoffs save the Pac-12. If you get a crappy TV deal, Pac is dead if UCLA leaves. Totally. Yeah, it's spot on. Totally. I mean, I, I, I think I, I, we're certainly not making the case that the expanded playoff helps them. I, I, I think if you were to try to make that case, your only your only leg to stand on is that. Maybe they, you know, not maybe, I mean, they have a better opportunity to get into the college football playoff, clearly. I mean, you know, obviously it's no secret that, you know, the Pac-12 had six teams in the top 25. Like, that's a pretty solid season. And, you know, if we're going to a, you know, a 12-teamer, essentially, like, you're, you, you're probably, what, four of those teams? You're a quarter of that playoff? So, you know, I, I think that, yeah, obviously from that standpoint, it would help the Pac-12, but saving the Pac-12, I don't think there's any saving the Pac-12 because saving it has nothing to do with the college football playoff. It has everything to do with recruiting and TV deals and distribution and the bigger picture. So I, I completely agree with that comment. Yeah, and I think when you look at the structure of, of the Mountain West, I mean, Air Force, Boise, Colorado Boise. State, Fresno State, uh, Nevada, um, Gonzaga, you know, San Diego State, obviously Utah State, Wyoming. Excuse I, I mean, me, it's Aggie tears. Excuse me, thank you. Um, you know, I, I just think you have a lot of like UNLV is a, a great example of a basketball only school. Nothing. <coughs> okay. <coughs> UNLV has a football team. It was it was more of a joke. We. <laughs> See, we were that was that was a joke because he said only. you know because because their football team sucks so bad that he it's you know that the basketball, basketball only, only. See, see what i did now okay uh you know uh <laughs> <laughs> san diego state says monty what about the g5 limitation clause from fox uh, or espn you know i've talked to a lot of people about this what it essentially means is San Diego State is going to pay a significant price for a seat at the table. That's what it means. Because if San Diego State, let's say that, um, you know, ESPN, ESPN has said it will pay on par if you add a, a P5 team. So right. if the Big 12 adds a Pac-12 team, they're going to pay 
an equal share in a raise. The ESPN would pay more um, on par across the conference if you had a P5. If you had a G5, they're not going to pay for that. They're not going to pay on par for that. And what that means is those those expenses are going to be passed on down to San Diego State, who's going to take less. As which they is, should. But it's why it's a tough sell for San Diego State to leave the Mountain West mm-hmm. because they're in a really good spot. And with Snapdragon and all the new revenue that's coming in, a lot of people, including me, theorize that there is, there are new revenue streams to offset that for the next five years. Schemers trying to control their little world. Because again, if you're San Diego State and you join the Big 12, in the next five years, are you competing for a conference championship at San Diego State? Well, you're probably not, right? You're probably not. But what are you doing? You're probably you know getting more booster money. You're probably getting more donor money. You're probably getting more ad dollar, sponsorship dollar. Like, Raising all tides. Yeah, you, you really are. So it makes financial sense to offset that loss that you are going to take. Because honestly speaking, you're probably not getting a raise in TV money, but you're getting an exponential raise in every other revenue generation. Yeah. So it makes a lot more sense. But to your point, I, I agree with you. I think it is a... Yeah, I think it's it's there's not a member in the Big 12 that's going to pay San Diego State to come in. Yeah. So San With Diego State, respect. San Diego State if they want to join the Pac-12 or the Big 12 and maybe the Pac-12 secondarily, but if you're the Big 12 and and you're Oklahoma State, are you going to pay out of your pocket to bring San Diego State in? No, of course not. So San Diego State's going to have to bite the bullet on that. You know, like I, I don't think I don't think by any stretch of the imagination with UCLA and USC going to the Big Ten, there is nothing about San Diego State that's a non-starter. Nothing that's a non-starter. I, I don't I think it's a huge conversation. Huey Reed, good morning. The friggin' Pac twelve was fun as hell to watch this year. Shame that SC and UCLA are dipping. It is. Because I think I can make a pretty compelling argument that the, the Pac twelve was a better football conference than the Big Twelve. hundred percent. I think I and everybody's like, wow. You know, look, TCU, look at what Texas Kansas did. Christian. Look at what Texas Christian did. Texas. And, hey, did you guys see Manhattan, Kansas with K-State? Texas. I mean, they got a lot of commoner in Manhattan, but they also play some pretty good football. Football. Yeah, it's not football. It's football. Football. You got to emphasize the, the B on the football. Front. Right. So I think that I could make an argument that Pac-12 had a better year. And with SC being fourth and... I mean, obviously, with with Utah and Caleb Oregon Williams winning the Heisman. Well, yeah. <clears throat> and by the way, I don't know. Did anybody <clears throat> see that uh, Caleb Williams? Um, by the way, Caleb Williams wins the what was it? The Maxwell and the Camp. So essentially, he's the best player in college football, and he's the best all around player in college football. Can they? Right. So UCLA had a, a decent rebound year. They didn't finish strong. Um, Bo Nix be damned. Oregon had a great year. Duck season um, be damned. I think what Caleb DeBoer's doing, they had a great year. Oregon State had a great year. Like I mean, the conference on the whole, obviously Utah was phenomenal um, against SC. You know, you would have loved to have won the Florida game. You would have loved to have won the, the you know, the, the Oregon game. God bless you. But the conference had a really good football year. But I mean, that's an arguable financially, did you have a better year than the Big 12? Well, no. That's and the, the only problem. thing that matters is USC lost and TCU is in the college football playoff. Yep. 
That's what the only now? thing at the end Let of the day. Let me tell you what now. You brought money, uh, but what's been the lifelong story of the the flipping Pac-12? They never make the money they're supposed to make. Yeah, because they schedule like crap and they put their teams in bad positions. And TCU, TCU is going to make the money that most people in the Pac-12 would like to see USC making yeah. in the college football playoff. Yeah, that's. I mean, that is absolutely the bottom line. It's the truth. You know, and it, it, it's hard to get away from that. And it's hard to get away from salt, grime, dirt, and dust on your car this time of year, which is why you go to Quick Quack Car Wash. They always present the biggest stories in sports on the Monty Show. I uh, love my guys at Quick Quack, and I appreciate everybody who goes and sends us pictures. You know, we love, we love supporting our sponsors, and it makes a big difference to us when you go to the car wash. Take a picture. Tweet it at me, the Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, the Monty Show. And I think this thing you'll see when you go to Quick Quack Car Wash is they're super friendly. They smile. You deal with human beings. You don't deal with some little box that keeps kicking out your, your credit card, right? A box. And the best part is their wash passes at Quick Quack are so affordable. I pay $21.99 a month for the best car wash. I can go one time. I can go a million times. So when it snows on Monday and it snows on Wednesday, and then it's also going to snow Saturday and Sunday, I can go 10 times if I want. Y'all feel me? I maybe don't bring the car to the garage. I don't go anytime. Or I just go one time. It's up to me because I'm getting the best car wash in the business at Quick Quack Car Wash. By the way, right now, did you know they are still giving away free car washes? Go to Quick Quack. Say, hey, the Monty Show said you guys were giving away free car washes. I want my free car wash. Go and get it, and they'll give you a free car wash. Trust me when I say mention the Monty Show. Get a free car wash at Quick Quack Car Wash. I do think... um, Certainly, football 50 in five minutes is Baker Mayfield win last night. Massive. Start getting your comments in on that right now. Um, I think that's a huge win for Bake. I think that's a huge win for the Rams. And I don't know what you were thinking if you're the the L.A., Oakland, now Las Vegas Raiders. I have no idea what you were doing. No idea whatsoever. And I do think these Your Mark comments are absolutely huge. So let's finish up that conversation uh, as well, don't forget, we'll talk uh, jazz basketball coming up here in 15 minutes because Rudy Gobert's back at the Viv tonight. T-Wolves and Jazz. Jazz are favored in that game. Utah Jazz are favored in that game. Any surprise by that? No, not at all. I think the T-Wolves are not respected, and they haven't earned that respect. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Larry Pilgrim, good morning, gives us a $5 tip, says Baltimore has said San Diego State would have California regents handcuff their academic limits if they join the pack. Won't happen if they join the Big 12. Yeah, listen, I think there's always game playing and maneuvering. That's all this UCLA thing is. All the UCLA thing is, is game playing and maneuvering. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think... trying to control their little world. Again, it's this Klyovkok thing that, that we play all the time on the show. And... George Klyovkok, the commissioner of the Pac-12. <laughs> and yes, I know I'm saying his name wrong, and I will never say his name hey, right. Hey, you know you're saying his name wrong. Hey, Did you know his... his hey, hey, guys, guys, guys. Hey, Dick, we have all these research guys. institutions. Hey, guys. We're, hey, guys. I mean, we're, we're way better than TDS. You got to say his name right. Gonzaga. We're better than you. Gonzaga. Do you see our... um, Well... But, you know, everybody's at the beach and not the Rose Bowl. But that doesn't matter. It's the Rose Bowl. It's the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. (coughs) So, Klyovkok over here. This is the perfect example of the conversation that's on the screen. Well, you know, we're going to handcuff you. We're going to damage you every way we can. Isn't that what Klyovkok is doing? Isn't that exactly what he's doing when you listen to him 
Talk about the millions of athletes he's talked about and not a single one has anything nice to say about USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. How many UCLA coaches and athletes have you spoken with to assess their thoughts on the move to the Big Ten? Uh, I think saying hundreds would be an exaggeration. Dozens, more than 100. Um, and I have yet to talk to anyone at, in the UCLA and USC community who's in favor of the move. I will say that I probably hear from folks who are not in favor, right? Not surprisingly. So he says, Kleav Cox says, well, right. no, nobody. I haven't heard from one single frat boy who's hammered hey on Schlitz. Schlitz. Who has told me that they want UCLA to go to the Big Ten. Well, then somebody went out and asked people, hey, what do you think? Um, hey, UCLA student athletes. Bonnie, please. What do you think? Because Kleofcock hasn't heard from a single UCLA person in athletics who wants to go to the Big Ten, not one, and he's talked to dozens, if not hundreds. Right. So it turns out that was a lie. <laughs> That's fucking interesting, man. 93% of UCLA student-athletes think it's important to be in the same conference as USC. Hmm, wonder why. Wonder why, you That's, know? I, hmm. this, is, this is so ridiculous that we get into these, well, we won't give you money. We're going to handcuff you. Shut up. Like, why not do what's best for the student-athlete? Well, they're that, not interested well, in that. It's, it, it's their mental health. So you really think... You really think that the mental health of student athletes traveling more, playing more games of consequence is bad for their mental health because they don't get to stay home? I don't believe the research that I see shows that. I don't believe that it shows that. I, I just don't. That's my opinion. Yeah. But I just don't believe that, in my opinion. Uh, Larry Pilgrim says San Diego State will be uh, in P12 based on academics, period. Academics are not going to determine where schools go. They're not. They're not. And we, I'm so tired of the bloviated conversations around wah, 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 wah. academics, research institution. Now, if you look at the size of the Petri dish here in the, the Pac-12, and then you look at the size of the Bunsen burner in the Big 12, the two just don't meld. Academics are never going to drive things. And everybody likes to stand on their little pedestal and say, well, we are a conference of research institutions. Of higher learning. And our SAT scores and our SATMAT, Jack Lack, uh, Jamoke score is much higher than any score that any Big 12 manure shoveler can come up with. Because that's what this comes down to. Right. That's what It always comes down to this. Get off your high horse. Get off your high horse. Yeah. Be, you know, like, actually, I know this is crazy in college football. Wait, I'm going to brace myself. Here we go. Okay. Be focused on what's actually best for the college, the college student athlete. What? Because the other thing you got to remember is if you were focused on kids in the first place, we wouldn't be having this conversation because nine out of 10 kids that go to UCLA are not impacted by if you're in the Big Ten or not. Hey, look at me. You understand we're talking about like, a really small, small slice of student life at any of these universities because nine out of 10 kids don't play sports. Yeah, they're not 6'6", 300 pounds. But what they do eat is Papa Murphy's Pizza on a regular basis, and they use the promo code MONTY25.
Football at 50, 10 to the hour every hour on the Monty Show is presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza, where, of course, you're going to use the promo code MONTY25. Do it. It's Friday. To get Order 25% your pizza. off your purchase at $25 or more. Now, listen, you're going to download the Papa Murphy's app. You're going to use the promo code MONTY25, but you're going to do that after you go. You're going to custom make a pizza. Now, look, the hog heaven is amazing. Custom make a pizza. Regular crust, extra barbecue sauce. We don't use pizza or red sauce in this house. Yeah, come on. Come no on. marinara. You're under, my, you're under my roof. It's my rules. We use double barbecue sauce and then put your toppings on. Cheese, sausage. Nobody eats pepperoni. Look, we get it. We totally understand pepperonis for pepperonis for them manure scoopers out there in the Big 12. Um, anyway, uh, here here in the uh, Pac-12, we're all vegetarians. Anyway, put what you want. Just make sure you use traditional crust and barbecue sauce because that's what makes pizza life go round and round. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's talk a uh, let's talk a little Baker Mayfield because I think this thing last night in Los Angeles where Baker Mayfield absolutely stars in the win for the LA Rams over the uh, Las Vegas Raiders was nothing short of scintillating. Look at the Rams locker room after the game. Great job, man. Unbelievable. Want to be able to recognize special coach real quick. All right, was with the Raiders. Now he's with us. Where's Greg Olson, man? All right, Taylor Rapp closing it out. So many big time stops defensively. Van Jefferson, Ben Skoranek making plays. Yep. All right, but to be able to come in here 10 minutes ago and help lead us to a victory. See you guys on Monday. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. How good is that? Amazing. How good is that? My guy is back. My Listen, guy is back. And Baker Mayfield sucks, let's be honest. He's not an NFL starting quarterback. But if you're not happy for Baker Mayfield today, I just have one question. Who hurt you? Who hurt you? Because if you are not happy for Baker Mayfield, you are a miserable son of a... Yes. You are a miserable son of a biscuit, and I want to know who hurt you. Yes. Because Baker Mayfield has been through the grind. You got bumped for a sexual assaulter in Cleveland. You go to Carolina, and nobody liked you or wanted you. You get released. Nobody claimed you except the LA Rams, and then you go to the Rams, and you win... Well, mainly because the LA Raiders can't, or the LA Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders can't stop committing penalties. Yeah, the Raiders are too busy hitting the gritty on a punt instead of, you know, like playing defense. They, if like Jerry Tillery, my guy from Notre Dame, squatting a football to get a 15-yard, like you're dumb. You're dumb. But Baker Mayfield, that throw to win the game. Incredible. Dude. Happy for Buddy. Come on. If you're not happy for Baker Mayfield, I want to know who hurt you. I want to know who hurt you. You know, Tyler P says you beat the Raiders. Good job, Baker. San Diego State says fire Josh McDaniels. This is not a Josh McDaniels problem. They've got to turn that roster over. They have got to get better football players. 
Tanner says, good for Baker. Tyler P says, yay, we're four and nine. Tanner, Dude, the, the LA Rams are reigning Super Bowl champions, and they have had nothing to feel good about. This is the first time this year where you're like, I mean, I don't need any pills to, like, you know, rise the flag after watching that celebration. Yeah. You are aroused watching that celebration. Tell me you are not excited about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you got to appreciate it, man. Man, uh, Luis Capazzo says Baker's celebration will be short-lived. Yeah, it could Dude, be. Dude, y'all are hating on the Rams. Why? Jesus, man. Can you not just be happy for the Why? guy? Why? Jeremy Severe says, Jake, how about how you feel about your boy Baker playing the way he did yeah, in dude, the situation I'm he was in. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. You know, like he struggled in the first half, I felt like. I mean, he came out, made that nice throw, but like they didn't do anything, you know, until late in the game. But I felt like it was great to, to see it. And, and I don't care that it's the Rams. Their season's over. Like, who cares? Yeah, it's like, not that it's, it's the, not Rams. the Rams. Like, I don't give a damn that it's the Rams. It's nice to see the boys in L.A. have something to celebrate for once in their life this season. I'm telling you now. That, and our, our sports fandom has changed. The NFL is this little enclave where it hasn't changed. We root for players. We don't root for teams. Yeah. I think our sports fandom has changed, except in the NFL. I am not a Justin Fields fan. I'm a Chicago Bears fan. Last night, I was a Baker Mayfield fan. That's how it's changed. Yeah. That's how much impact Baker Mayfield had on the NFL last night. I was a Baker Mayfield fan. I was not an LA Rams fan last night. Now, and frankly, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I hate going to Amazon Prime to watch the NFL. Yeah, it's annoying. It's a pain in my ass. And it's a three-second flip. It's one button, click the profile, click what you want to watch, watch the national game. Okay, cool, you're on. But last night, I only went over to watch how Baker Mayfield was doing. And he was really fun to watch. Yeah, and I have to be honest, I, I do that all the time with football. I could care less who's winning the game. I'm there to watch a certain guy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Luis Capazzo also says, Papa's in the pellet grill is bomb. Yeah, yes, dude, it I'm is. telling you, man. Yes, it is. Absolutely it is. You know. Um, I don't it, it, You know what? No, I'm not getting into a pizza conversation. How many times have I lost my mind on the show over pizza? You know, uh, Quint Randall says a lot of his throws were dead on. It was a blast to watch. It really was a blast yes. to watch, Quint. It really was. Absolutely. Uh, Pied Piper sports fans are incapable of being happy for the small things, well. which I don't understand. I don't get it. Like Brittany Griner yesterday, the perfect example of this. Nobody was happy for Brittany Griner. They were all pissed that the Marine was still in Russia. Didn't take time to figure out how it happened or why it happened or how she got out. No, she's out. He's in. Screw her. I feel bad. For, like, you have to learn that you have to feel good. There's substance to conversations, bro. Yes. Luis Capasso says, happy for Baker, but any football team in L.A. have died on the vine. Well, maybe. Well, except that little Super Bowl they won, you know. You know, uh, Tanner says, I know how the Rams feel. In 2020, the Eagles only won four games and they celebrated every win like they won the Super Bowl. Tough season to make you, uh, tough seasons make you value wins more. Yeah, I agree with that. If you appreciate what happened to Baker last night, you don't understand that these guys are human beings yes, trying Quint. to do a job. Yes, Quint. The fact that he did it in two days, he learned enough of the system to pull that up was awesome. The fact that they only had two, like, real broken plays, they only had two run plays where Baker turned left when he should have turned right. 
That happened twice. That was it. You didn't see like blown protections. You didn't see blown like blown protections. Buddy was changing the protections. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Well, you know what, Caden? I agree with this too. This was Kurt and Al Michaels' first good game of the season. It was. It was actually a really compelling game. Yeah. A really compelling game. Yeah. But again, who's on the tube? Yeah. LA. Who's on the tube? Uh, Papa Murphy's is on the tube. Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. For a limited time only, get the hog heaven pizza with Canadian bacon, ground sausage, and crispy bacon. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. Use the promo code MATI25 to get 25% off your purchase at $25 or more uh, at Papa Murphy's Pizza. And again, I, I will tell you the best way to do that is download the Papa Murphy's app. Now, you can go to their website on your phone. That's easy too. But the Papa Murphy's app is super easy to use. Um, you, It'll tell you the store that's closest to you if you will give it access to your location. You order from that store. You order on the app. You put the promo code MATI25 in. And then you say, okay, hey, it's it's you know 7 a.m. Mountain Time right now. I want to pick it up at 5 o'clock this afternoon. They'll have your pizzas, and you're, of course you're getting take and bake chocolate chip cookies. Obviously. Duh. Yeah, um, they'll have it sitting on the to-go rack right by the door. I go to the one uh, right by the Ochre Temple in South Jordan on, what is that, 4th? Fourth West. Fourth West. Fourth West and 114th. There you go. You open the door, you walk in, it's sitting on the rack right there. And it says your name on it, easy to Super find. Super easy. Like the receipt's there. It's like great. It's great. I love it. Uh, a couple more on uh, Thursday Night Football. Um, Ron Nolan says, watching you guys watch that locker room quick was uh, country-fied beautiful. Puckered cheeks, smiling ear to ear. You guys love your sports. Thanks for the entertainment. You're welcome. Appreciate you, Ron. Uh, Jeremy says, fandom in sports has changed with social media. I follow my teams, of course, but I follow more athletes than teams. And we've had epic debates on this, on this show. College sports is a lot more about the team. You're always going to follow the Utes, right? You're always going to follow BYU or whoever your team of choice is. In professional sports, I'm a DeMar DeRozan fan more than I'm a Bulls fan. Um, I'm a Devin Booker fan. I'm not necessarily a fan of the Suns. I'm a huge Devin Booker fan. Yeah. You know, like I am a Patrick Kane fan. I am a, like, pick the sport. I'm an Anthony Rizzo fan. You know what I did last night? In my memories, the Cubs winning the World Series was in my memories last night on Facebook um, because the, the recap video of that game in Cleveland was in my memories. Yeah. And Mrs. Monty and I are laying in bed. She's got this broken arm in a sling. The, we have the bed pushed all the way up like we have an adjustable bed so it's pushed all the way up so she can sleep because she has been sleeping great. We're laying there about ready to go to sleep and I, I turn on this video and we just laughed and I'm sitting there listening to Anthony Rizzo and really it was Ben Zobris talking about his at bat. He gets down 0-2 and he's like, man, just make it be a strike. And the emotion that was welling up listening to those guys because I'm a Cub fan. Mm-hmm. But I'm also an Anthony Rizzo fan. But you so. grew up in yeah. Chicago. But that's, that's the my thing. point. Like yeah. it's in your blood. Certain teams are in your blood. The Bears, the Bulls, the the like certainly Chicago the Chicago guy. Cubs. Yeah. yeah. But Anthony Rizzo is arguably my favorite athlete. And 
watching him catch that ball and put his arms in the air and tuck the baseball into his back pocket. And like, I remember sitting in my townhouse in Mesa watching that just emotionless, right? I like, I just, our fandom is so different. Uh, Luis Campazzo says, I'm hungry now. Order your Papa Murphy's pizza right now. And turn the drops back up, please. Do it. Yes, of course. Um, you know. Uh, Kanai Johnson says, being a Raider fan, that was a great comeback for Mayfield. Uh, Vegas uh, should have got the Chargers. No, I think the Chargers should have stayed their ass in San Diego. Agreed. That's what they should have done. Uh, G off, good morning to you. Uh, it's Jeff. We just sometimes call him G off because it's Friday. Uh, a lot of 49er fans didn't want Baker and wanted Purdy over one good game, but I wanted Baker. I like the guy. It when they're winning, there is no better guy than than him. I hope he makes it. I do because the NFL with Baker Mayfield is better. He won't make it. Baker's the kind of guy that's a great fit with McVay. He is. Yeah, I agree. I don't believe. I don't believe that Baker Mayfield's an NFL starting quarterback. I think, honestly, I think his biggest issue is is he's small. He is small, and when he is in a panic, he does not throw accurate footballs. Agreed. Bottom line. But now, if you can give him throwing lanes and you can protect him in the pocket, he's going to do what he nobody, did last dude, night. Nobody's going to sit here and say Baker Mayfield's one of the best in the league. But what he is is a guy that can anchor your team for five, six weeks and, and get the job. He's very much a... A Nick Foles 2.0, in my opinion, where he could be a dynamic backup yeah, okay. who can come in and catch you for half a season. I like that. Uh, Tyler P says, I'll always follow the Salt Lake Bees. Well, there just like go. the Utah Grizzlies. I'm always going to be a Utah Grizzlies fan. I mean, the, the player turnover at these levels in minor league sports is huge. But, you know, like Ryan Kanasiewicz, the head coach and general manager, is very difficult not to root for. That's a guy that wants to win. That's a guy who wants to do it the right way. That's a guy who he has this intensity that is infectious. Like those are the guys that make minor league sports phenomenal. Right now, the athletes, their plights, the the difficulty of living on the road. Like, you know, you you listened to James Wiseman the other day. Mm-hmm. Jake was reading me a quote from James Wiseman yesterday where James Wiseman said, it's so good to be back in the NBA and be in a super nice hotel and sleep on a soft bed. Well, because he's been down with the Santa Cruz Warriors in the G League where they don't sleep in nice hotels. They sleep in roadside inns with really hard beds where your feet hang off. That's that the plight of the minor league is is hard to ignore. Absolutely it's hard to ignore. Raptor eighty eight, what's up? Baker will be a backup for the Rams next season. I agree. I, if I'm Baker, I'm taking that all day. Are, are you all kidding me? All day. Absolutely, you're taking that. Boyd Lake says, uh, so are the Bills going to survive uh, the Mike White wave? Jets fans are already crowning. Oh, please. Uh, the, yeah, Mike White, the savior. I, I Get think, the hell out of here. I think the Jets are capable of winning any game with Mike White at quarterback. I think his he's so much more well-prepared. And he plays with a level of preparedness that Zach Wilson just frankly didn't believe he needed. And the Jets' offense is so much more capable with that mentality. It's not that Zach's not as talented as Mike. It's not that, you know, Zach can't do what Mike does. Zach is so flipping arrogant and egotistical that he just, he he wants to play home run football every single, every single snap. And again, we talked about this the other day when you go back to BYU, and it's probably weeks ago now we talked about it, but think about Zach Wilson at BYU. Nobody said no to him when he went off script, when he rolled out of the pocket and made crazy. Nobody said no to him. That's the issue with Zach Wilson. They're saying no to him now, and that's a problem. Cody Strickland, good morning. I watch Tom Brady. Don't care what team he's on. I follow Brady. Exactly. Agreed. 
Are there athletes you follow on teams you hate? They're, like, there's not, for me, I don't like anybody that's a New England Patriot. I don't like anybody that's a Chicago White Sox. I, and, and furthermore, I like Jose Quintana is a really good example of this. Jose Quintana, the, the pitcher now for the Mets? Cardinals. They re-signed him. No, no, no. Quintana left the Cardinals. Oh, um, okay. I'm pretty sure they did not resign him. I want to say he went to the Mets or the Yankees, wherever. Anyway, the point is, Jose Quintana was a Chicago White Sox. The Cubs in 2016 traded for Quintana. And oh, I they t- just signed him yesterday, Who? the Mets. Yeah. They just signed him yesterday. Okay. Yeah, he didn't resign with the Cardinals. Um, I, I don't like Jose Quintana. I've never liked Jose Quintana. Because he was a Chicago White Sox first. That's how my fandom works. That's the interesting thing here on the Monty Show presented by The Advocates. Uh, you can find them online at theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business. The Advocates, if you're listening to the show in Phoenix, I know we have a lot of uh, Arizona listeners as well. Hey, really good news. The Advocates are now open for business in Phoenix. Check them out online, theadvocates.com. You get in a car accident, you have a, a workman's comp thing, you, you trip and fall, there's no better firm than the advocates for everything you need injury related. It's the advocates online at theadvocates.com. But my fandom has completely changed. Like, there are guys that I will never root for, like Jose Quintana. I will always root for Devin Booker. I'm just a fan. I'm thrilled he's getting his own signature shoe at Nike. Really I'm, excited I'm, about that. I'm bummed he won't wear Kobe's anymore, but I'm thrilled he's getting his own signature shoe. You know what's really interesting you mentioned that? Not to get off topic here. Have you noticed that Paul George is not wearing his shoe? He occasionally does not wear his shoe. He's been on a Kobe run, and it's fine because it's Kobe's, right? Like, so nobody says anything. It's Kobe's. No, it's in their contract that he can wear any shoe he wants, but he has to wear Nike. Yeah. That's the way those deals are But my point is, is you have a signature shoe. Like, signature shoe guys typically don't go that off script. Not that wearing Kobe's is a bad thing, but it's just really interesting how that works because... Paul George has been a guy that wears his shoe. And he has one of the most popular shoes in the NBA. And his shoe has done very well for Nike. And I have no idea why he doesn't wear it. But it's fine. Um, but yeah, anyway, I think our fandom has changed. Yeah. I think we root for, for athletes a lot more than we do teams. Uh, Jeremy says, how many people are fans of the Detroit Lions because of Jamal Williams? Guy is a nice follow on Instagram. Tons of people here are. BYU is. I mean, they, they retweet and repost the Instagram stuff from the Lions all the time. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says the Pac-10 needs the advocates to try and keep the conference together. They really do. They really, <laughs> really do. Uh, Joshua Taylor. Okay. For instance, not a Tampa or SF fan, but born and raised in Hawkeye country, so I follow the careers of Kittles and Wirfs. There you go. Exactly right. Exactly right, Joshua. Yeah. Exactly right. Um. Tanner says, I hate the Cowboys, but I like many of their players, including Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons needs to stop running his mouth on Twitter. You are a Philadelphia Eagle fan. There's nothing you can like about the Dallas Cowboys. Nothing. And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Nothing. Pied Piper, I've always heard BYU coaches talk about Zach being the first one to practice and last one to leave, spending hours and hours studying film. Were they lying, or did Zach completely stop all of that? I don't know. It depends on who you believe. No, I think Zach got drafted super high in the draft and thought he was sliced bread and thought he was amazing and had no one telling him no after the draft and felt like, oh, yeah, I'm a high draft pick. Hey, I'm nothing's going to happen to me. I can do whatever the hell I want, and I'll be fine. And now that's changed. 
Well, what I think is interesting is that you have you have two kinds of quarterbacks that come out of college football. Peyton Manning has talked a lot about this, by the way. He knew he couldn't be the same quarterback in the NFL he was at Tennessee. Because at Tennessee, he just never faced pressure. Because the linemen there were great. He was good. Okay, great. You get to the NFL and you face pressure. It doesn't matter how good your offensive line is because the defenses are faster and better. And so he knew he had to adjust, and he did. You have a guy like Andrew Luck who knew he had to adjust, and, and so he did. You have a guy like Zach Wilson who's trying to play BYU football for the New York Jets, and he hasn't adjusted. And you can't, Lamar Jackson, hold the football in the pocket and then try to escape and think you're going to get away. You're not. Yeah. And we've had this conversation a thousand times. Zach Wilson has more than enough physicality and talent to be arguably one of the best QBs in the NFL. Yeah. He doesn't have the mind. He doesn't have the mindset. And until he changes that, again, you're 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 only as good as as you you handle the first time somebody says no to you. And Zach has never had anybody say no to him. Never. It, it's just it's crazy. Um, Tanner says, just because I'm an Eagles fan doesn't, uh, I'm, doesn't mean I'm not allowed to respect the game. It's not that you said you respected the game of the Cowboys. You like Micah Parsons. As a Cowboy fan, that's fine. As an Eagle fan, that's not. <laughs> That'd be like me being like, oh, man. Man, I am so glad that Jose uh, Quintana came to the Cubs. Man, so glad that Aaron no. Rodgers is playing well. Hell no. Hell no. No, I hate Aaron Rodgers. His family hates him. His family hates Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I'm not rooting for Aaron Rodgers. I'm not rooting for any of the Packers. Screw them. Never going to happen. Where is a right now? Um, Tyler P. says, nah, Micah cool on Twitter. Yeah, well, he yeah. got embarrassed yesterday. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, oh, hey, everyone. So what's happening? Hey, JB, good to see you <laughs> on the Monty, Monty Show. The mayor of Monty Town has arrived this morning. We can officially uh, start the program. Yeah, the program. Hey, can we real quick have a debate about the Heisman Trophy? Yeah. I still think the Heisman Trophy is awesome. Why do you say? Because I still think it's one of those awards that no matter, like we did a little feature package with the Utah Grizzlies a couple of months ago where we took Tyson Whiting out and we had him ask people questions about hockey. We asked a, a, a manager of a shoe store at Fashion Place, what's the name of the trophy that you win it, when you win the championship in the NHL? What's the name of the trophy you get? And she said the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> it was funny as hell. But that's why the Heisman Trophy is awesome. Everybody knows the Heisman Trophy is important. Everybody knows, hey, that's... This guy, he won That's the Heisman Trophy. That's Buddy the Heisman winner. He won the Heisman Trophy. Wow. That's Reggie Bush. He got stripped of the Heisman Trophy, and I was happy to see it because I'm a Notre Dame fan, which means I can't root for USC, Tanner. Anyway, the point is, um, you the Heisman Trophy is just prestigious, and it's one of the few individual awards that we all recognize as amazing. And I think... My guess is that it'll come down to Stetson Bennett and Caleb Williams. I think Caleb Williams should win it. And I hate USC. Yeah. I think Caleb Williams should win There's it. just something about him. I, I, I hate USC as well, but I respect his game. Even in, the, even in the loss to Utah, I respect the game. Now, I ask you straight away, um, 
after you hit the like button here on YouTube, because we've had almost 1,000 people watch the show today and only 49 likes. Come on, guy. Come on, man. Let's do this. There's 150 people watching the show right now. Can we Right now, can we get to 100 likes? Yeah, come on. Can we get to it, 100 it, it, likes? We're asking you for three seconds of your life. I mean, come on. Let's go. Um, but who do you think wins the Heisman Trophy? Are you, who do you Caleb think, Williams. Who, who do you I, think I, should I, win? I think he should win it, and I think he will win it. I think that, oh, he, okay. I think that the, the genesis of Caleb Williams winning the Heisman started with Lincoln Riley. I think Caleb Williams had a reputation about him at Oklahoma. I think you knew immediately when Lincoln... Uh, transferred, if you will, to USC, and Caleb went with him, and Lincoln brought a bunch of other talent around him, you knew that Caleb was going to be front and center in the Heisman. It was only going to be a question of how far USC could go as a team and if they could crack the college football playoff. Now, obviously, they come up short. Obviously, Utah did what Utah did, and it was it was super exciting to watch and very impressed by Kyle Whittingham and the boys. That said, I still think Caleb Williams had a hell of a game. Right, I think he's had a hell of a season. I think he's one of the main reasons they've gotten as far as they've gotten because everyone knows that that SC defense is garbage. Everyone knows that. And everyone knows because they're garbage, Caleb Williams has had to do more than any other quarterback in the league. Right Now, he's been given more of an opportunity Right, because if your defense sucks, your offense is obviously you know going to get more time on the field because the other team's either going to score or whatever. They're going to have short possessions. So it works both ways, but to me... I just think that Caleb Williams, A, is the most talented of the bunch of the four of them that are that are in it, and and I think he's played a pretty good schedule, and I just think he's he has the it factor. It's not just because he's at SC. If, if this guy was at Alabama, he'd be playing for a national championship right now. I have no doubt about that, but he's not. He's at SC. That said, I still think that's good enough. Does Stetson Bennett get enough credit? Does he deserve to be you know, a, a guy that's a top two or three. Probably, I, I mean, Duggan probably deserves it more. But my, and I, you guys know who I'm going to say. What's stuck in my craw is that C.J. Stroud is being touted as this amazing dual threat quarterback. And I just don't view him as a dual threat. I don't. Sorry, man. And I know that we got a ton of hate the other day on, on YouTube comments because I said that C.J. Stroud is not a is not a dual-threat quarterback. The guy averages 2.2 yards a carry. So again, explain to me how he belongs as somebody that, oh, he's this amazing quarterback. And again, explain to me how a guy that completes 66% of his passes, 37 touchdowns, six interceptions, he's got 74 yards rushing. And he's being put up as this amazing dual threat quarterback he's not a dual threat quarterback yeah so what is he cj stroud is a pocket passer who only compete completes 66 percent of his passes 3340 yards and I, I just don't see that like if you look at the numbers that max duggan put up and you look at it at the fact that he you know he he doesn't compete or complete that many, like 65% of his passes in 3,320 yards, 30 touchdowns and four interceptions against a, a schedule that's far superior to Ohio State. Far superior to Ohio State. He plays K-State twice. Both times K-State was ranked 10th and 17th. An 18th ranked Texas team that he beat. 
and that game was at DKR in Austin. He, he, he beats Oklahoma State and has a massive game doing it. He beats number 19 KU. He beats number 18 Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he played a legitimate schedule. I'm for real. He plays a legitimate schedule with ranked opponent after ranked opponent in one of the most difficult conference schedules. Or you can just go look at C.J. Stroud, who, in my opinion, you know, plays, uh, you know, a Notre Dame team that was ranked fifth. Okay, 223 yards. Well, Arkansas State. Because it's dark. Toledo, Wisco, a terrible Wisconsin team. Yeah, I don't Rutgers. think that Stroud, I don't think that anybody disputes Stroud's schedule is soft. I think what, but what he's, the problem. He's gonna, he, there's a real good chance he finishes second or third in the Heisman vote. Yeah, and I think the reason for that is the Ohio State marketing machine. That's I and I'm not even being salty or snarky or anything. I, I I think that the marketing machine is a huge factor in the Heisman, but I think the number one factor is the story you have to tell. So when we look at Duggan and Caleb Williams, they have stories. Hey, transferred, right? Hey, year one, new 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 location, like a lot of pressure, like a lot of expectations. But like, but like I can tell you the heart surgery story with Duggan and he only finds out about this heart surgery because of the COVID pandemic. And I mean, like, it's amazing to me. Stetson Bennett has a story. Everybody's like, oh, well, CJ Stroud has injuries. Football hurts. Everybody has injuries. Yeah, everyone's got injuries. Everybody's got in. Well, he didn't have Smith and Jigba. Well, everybody has injuries, dude. Everybody. Look at how many games the top guys at SC missed. A ton. The question you're not going to be able to get away from if you're the Ohio State apologist, if you're a CJ Stroud apologist, is what's special? Because the stats say he is a pocket passer. I agree with that. The schedule says he didn't play anybody, right? And it's well known that the Big Ten is 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 two teams, right? And most years, it's Ohio State. Michigan has the one-off year. So to me, I just don't think Stroud has the resume. That's the problem. I think it's Caleb Williams by a long shot. I think, I, it, I think, I think it's Williams and Duggan, and then Bennett should be a distant third, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I hope you're right. I, I really hope you're right. I, I just, um, you know, oh, wow. What is this from uh, Pete Thamel, uh, ESPN College Football Insider. Ten schools have come to an agreement to form a new football-only conference with the stated goal of moving from FCS to FBS at the earliest practical date. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Um, it's the athletic sun whack teams pairing up, attempting to move to FBS. So if they're small schools, obviously Stephen F. Austin, Abilene Christian, Utah tech, Utah tech, uh, Southern Utah, uh, Tarleton state, Austin P Eastern Kentucky, central Arkansas, Northern Alabama. Oh, you know what this is? This is a ploy to get into the college football playoff. Well, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, it, you, you, that's really interesting because Utah tech, See, Utah Tech is the one that really stands out to me, obviously. Well, we're in the state of Utah, but I think Utah Tech has has everything they need in place to grow and to do this well. Mm -hmm. I think they can absolutely do it. And I think this is a this is really interesting because this takes me back to 2015 when USC, Texas, and BYU and other schools were trying to figure out, hey, how do we get out of situations we don't like? Can we form another conference? At the time, they weren't able to do that. There wasn't enough money in TV. 
But now you look at USC and UCLA, what did they do? They left their conference. You look at Texas and Oklahoma, what did they do? They left their conference. What did BYU do? They left Independence or in the Big 12. There are always going to be institutions that are unhappy with their situation. But this thing, I think Utah Tech, Utah Tech is a I, I is sleeping giant too too strong. I mean, I yeah, I mean, they're going to have to prove that they're that legit. I mean, sleeping giant to me would mean that they're a team that's just waiting for more exposure and all of a sudden they're going to pop off. That's exactly right. Yeah. Because Utah Tech, Dixie State, now Utah Tech, has always had good athletics. Like, I mean, from baseball, football, like their football program has put out good players. But you're, you're, you're really going to try and sell me that they could compete with, you know, TCU. Not right say. now. But well, if, if Utah Tech gets to the FBS level, if they're able to generate more funding, and if you're an FBS team, you're going to be able to generate more more revenue because you're going to have better facilities, you're going to have more TV exposure. Like, yeah, I think if, if you put more money into that program, which will allow them to have a bigger reach recruiting-wise, which will allow them to have more exposure, yeah, absolutely. I think Utah Tech is a sleeping giant. And I think that I think it, it, there's a lot of potential there. And yes, Boyd Lake, I, you're exactly right. Utah Tech is one of the best FCS programs in Southern Utah. See right, what he did there? Right. Because Utah Tech is in St. George. Right, so, right. You know. Right. Uh, Luis Capazzo says, Utah Tech, uh, the school that is not a tech school, Dixie for life. Hmm? Right. Okay. Justin Salas, this coming from an SUU alum, he says, uh, SUU and Utah Tech are not FBS schools, but they will be. I'm telling you, Utah, I, and I know it sounds ridiculous, and clearly everybody's siding with you on this. I am telling you now that Utah Tech has every opportunity to, to be, there's no reason they can't be Weber. There's no reason they can't be, they're at that level. There's no reason that with proper funding and exposure that Utah Tech can't be a, I mean, a Division I, I agree. If you feed the plan, it's going to grow. I, I mean, I don't disagree with that premise. I, I think that this just, this is kind of out of nowhere, in my opinion. Like, I, I this this whole forming of a new conference and like, you know. But like, I don't I, think it is. This has been long in the making, very clearly. Very I, clearly, they're long in the making. They're in the whack now. And you're going to try and take, but this is, go back to Grand Canyon. Look at Grand Canyon University in Phoenix. GCU is a sleeping shot. This is the exact same thing as GCU basketball. But what? But to me, what's the difference? What do I know that I'm getting in GCU? I know that I'm getting a dominant, dominant marketing machine at that school. That school is special in that regard. Well, and what GCU is, they spend a ton of money on what? Facilities. Yeah. They have one of the most beautiful campuses you, in the country at GCU. I, I, can't, I can't tell you what Utah Tech looks like. I can't tell you where Utah Tech is. I can't tell you the yeah. name of a single player that's involved in any sport at Utah Tech. But I, before we knew of GCU five years ago, would you have known where GCU was? No, but the difference is, is that GCU like turned it up. And, and yeah, Utah Tech can do that. But, but where we differ on this is I've never been this believer that that you're you, you like you can try and sell me that you can be Weber and you can start climbing the ladder, but until you actually are able to recruit a kid away from, you know, the Aggies, let's say, or mm -hmm. or a different like I don't believe that Utah Tech's ever going to get a talent 
that wants to go to Utah. That's just not you shouldn't be having that conversation. But you're but. using you're using your current day mindset on that. I think you have to project forward. If you spend more money because you make more money, you're going to win more games and you're going to be able to recruit. And there Utah Tech is is for the next decade is probably going to be relying on the junior college transfer. They're probably going to be relying on the transfer portal. They're probably that's your lot your lot in life, right? But that's how you build a program. It's a long climb. There's no question about this. It's a play for more money. This is this is the Big 12. This is the Pac-12. It's a play for more revenue. Yeah. And I think it's brilliant. And I, I, again, will go to my grave saying, Utah, Texas, sleeping giant. Give them the opportunity. Give them the tools. Give them the money. And let's see what happens. Because I think they absolutely can do it. Retro Shoes says, bro, talk about the Big 12 already. Dude, we spent an hour talking about the Big 12. Appreciate Go back to the you, beginning of the show. Appreciate you watching the show. Uh, Jeremy uh, says, Utah Tech and SUU has good facilities and coaches and players that could work. Uh, work time will tell. Yeah, time will tell. Time will tell. Uh, Justin Sell says, I was on the cross-country team at SUU for a season. Unless something has changed in the last three, four years, they do not have FBS facilities. They don't. But, I, yeah, I think they can. I mean, it's yeah. not – I mean, that's you know, like literally they can make FBS facilities. That's, I don't doubt that. I'm just saying that it doesn't like this type of thing doesn't just happen. Like, like you have to have really special leadership at each individual school for this to be successful. So that's where, you know, I, I say, okay, yes, it's possible. I agree. If you feed the plant, it will grow. There's just, that's just how business works. Like <sighs> more money, more exposure, more tools, you're going to grow. Right. But at the same time, what? This is an all-time comment. This is why he's been elected mayor of Monty Town. Jeremy Bolton, I wonder if Utah State will try to be an FBS school. As well. Wow. Oh my, what does that sound? Oh, that's Aggie Tears. Never mind. That's funny. That is funny. Uh, Boyd Lake, GCU is taking advantage of the low number of unique universities in Arizona. They're not, though. Now, I should tell you, I have a huge advantage over you in this conversation. We worked with GCU. We did their basketball radio deal. Like, we know those guys really well. You know what GCU is doing? Using a massive donor base that includes Jerry Colangelo to fund their athletics to go out and recruit in Europe and to go across. They have one of the best baseball programs in the country yeah. that nobody knows about. They, they, they're, they're good enough in basketball that Arizona State has dodged them. That they have arguably the best home court advantage in all of college basketball. Mm -hmm. Lopes up, right? Lopes up. Nobody knows about them. They have elite facilities. They have, and I'm not kidding, and I've spent, we, we, two O's and Goose Boys, mm -hmm. we have spent a ton of time in Arizona State and in Tucson. I would take the GCU campus, even though it's in the middle of the hood. It's in the jungle, bro. It is not in a good neighborhood. But I would take the campus at GCU over the campus at Tucson every single day. Yeah. The atmosphere. Now, remember, GCU does not play college football. GCU is a better campus. GCU has more money. GCU has more fire than they will ever have at Arizona. And I think it's close. I think the student body, the hockey thing that's going on at Arizona State's unbelievable. 
Yeah. It's, I mean, it's unparalleled. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable what they have going on there. Uh, Retro Shoe says, uh, LOL, love, uh, my bad. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Uh, Ron Nolan says, Grand Canyon University is nowhere near the Grand Canyon. Well, it's actually in Arizona, <laughs> but you're right. It's not, you know. Um, Tanner being snarky as usual. Yeah, SUU is a sleeping giant too. No, it's not. No, it, like you clearly don't understand the setup at, at Utah Tech, Dixie State. Yeah. I mean, you clearly don't get that. Uh, Greg Romano says, uh, are the state politicians willing to pay the money to raise the athletic program at SUU and Utah Tech? I don't know. I don't know. You To win in major college football, you have to have donors. You have to have boosters. You have to have local money. That's how you win. It's not the state. It's the local. Absolutely, it's the local. Uh, Giggity says, uh, GCU plays college football. They do have an, an elite soccer program. Uh, no doubt about that. Dallin says, morning, just getting on. Like the video, boys. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, where yeah, are we everybody. at on likes? Where are we at on likes? Where are we at on likes this morning? We are at 85 likes. We've had 1,000 views. There's 151 people here. Please click the like button. It really helps the channel grow. By the way, we are we are a rocket ship moving towards 9,000. And again, if we get to 9,000 subs, we are going to randomly pick uh, one of our subscribers. And we are going to take you plus one to a jazz game against Cleveland. Um, absolutely. Donnie's return. Donnie's return. Uh, we're going to take you to a jazz game. We're going to buy you anything you want in the team store. Please buy a sweatshirt. Don't buy a custom player jersey. That's dumb. Donnie, please. Uh, but we have to get to 9,000 subs by the end of December to do that. So we are at 8337. 8337. Yep. Right. So, we're so what is that? 643. Got to average 30 a day to get there. We've been so, exceeding it. We've been doing about 34 a day. We are officially 22 days away and we need 643 643 divided by 22 is we're under 30 subs a day now so what i'm saying you got it you guys keep chopping it 29 down. subs a day now you guys are doing a great job and we really appreciate that uh please do consider giving us a thumbs up and a like right now it really helps the channel grow uh, Dallin says, why do you guys say to buy a sweatshirt and not a Jersey? One, the purple Jersey for next year is going to be better Two, None of these players are going to be on the team when they win a championship and three, the sweatshirt gear game in the team store is amazing. Take that you clap having Jezebel. That's what it is. <laughs> you know, uh, Justin Sal says, and by randomly, he means he's picking me. Sorry, boys. Well, well we weren't supposed to tell anybody when you send us nudes in the shower. You know. you know, what more do you want? Yeah. What more do you Come want? On. And yes, uh, Marcus asked me if there's going to be new Monty show gear. Allegedly. Allegedly. Mrs. Monty is working on it, but she broke her arm. She's a lazy. I mean, she's recovering. Um, and as the, you can see, I'm going through some shit right by now. By the way, I really do appreciate everybody who's asked how Mrs. Monty's doing. Um, she had a snowboarding accident less than a week ago, a Saturday up at Canyons, <coughs> and she broke her arm, her upper arm. Um, so we got her a new sling that she put on yesterday, and she had the best night of sleep she has had since she had the injury. So she slept really well, and so we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. So I appreciate you guys asking. She's doing great. Uh, Dallin says, knowing the luck of, of Monty, he will go to the game with Ruffs. No, hail. Um, hail, hail no. Um, Nurtlock says, uh, the Monty show is a sleeping giant. Thanks. It is. You guys need to wake it up. You know, 
Uh, Tanner says, no, Nurt Lock, the Monty show is a giant that's been awake for a while. Wow, look at that. Tanner said something nice about me. There you go. I appreciate that. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, GCU baseball will have a top five pick in this year's MLB draft in Jacob Wilson. Yeah, dude. Baseball program is a powerhouse. I think people don't understand that GCU is not just some local regional school. I mean, GCU, you know, now that, and Dan Marley took the basketball program to a certain place. But now, I mean, they're, they, they, yeah, the program's great. Andy Stankowitz, like the whole baseball thing. That, their campus is amazing. And again, I think it's in, a re, it's in the jungle, dude. But they even have like all the foods you need, like everything you need. You, you should go check it out. You should check it out. Absolutely. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, I'll come for the stadium food. GCU has great stadium food. You mean GCU, right? Has great stadium food. All right, uh, real quick, drop your comments right now. Who do you think should win the Heisman Trophy? Um, I Again, I think the Heisman Trophy is awesome. I think yeah. Caleb Williams um, is the guy who should probably and likely win the Heisman Trophy. Right, yeah. Um, I think Duggan is, is probably going to be third to C.J. Stroud second, which will piss me off to no end because I really, it really will... Yeah, I, I, like I said, I think Caleb Williams is is the natural leader of the pack here. Am I too harsh on C.J. Stroud? I just think you're you're not going to sugarcoat it. You know, like yeah, you're 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 probably borderline Ohio State hater, which is fine. You know, but I don't disagree with the points you make. As I've said repeatedly, like you haven't played anybody. Like you're not a dual threat quarterback by the stat sheet, which is what Heisman voters go off of. You're not. Like, I, I just think it's funny, and this has been my gripe with college football for years since we've been doing the show, you know? show's been around eight years. This has been my, been my issue for eight years. College football is not determined by the stat sheet unless we're talking about the Heisman, right? Unless we're talking about very select situations. College football is determined by the hype machine, the sports centers, the, you know, the, the, the news cycle, and voters who cover soccer in Minnesota or badminton in Connecticut, you know, are just going to vote on, on a quick bleacher report search. And that's the problem. The college football system is broken. That said, Caleb Williams wins the Heisman. They got it right. Stetson Bennett and Georgia have won 15 straight games. They're undefeated. They're champions of the SEC, and I don't know that he'll finish top three. Yeah, because that works against him. And the stat sheet isn't great. Yep. Stat sheet's not great. Yep. So that defense has won 15 straight games, not Stetson Bennett, according to voters. Well, and I don't know that that's wrong. But here, let me ask you this real quick. Do you guys think the vulgar vulgarity on the fingernails of Caleb Williams, the cursing, the F Utah, which he did all year long, do you think that sours some voters to him? No. Nah. You I don't. think people love that. I think no. they, I think that oh people my God. I think that people um in Utah don't like it. Because Utah's an extremely conservative state, but I think you know Southern California is about that. I think you know people love, especially in football, people love the rah rah, the 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 fu mentality, the we're gonna steamroll you mentality. They love that, wow. dude. Wow, wow, wow. I think I think look no further than mm. than 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 Oregon fans saying f the Mormons. I mean, this is not a secret. Yeah. L listen, I think. No, I should stop. I should stop. I think the funny thing is, is that the voting process for the Heisman sucks. I think we all know that. But I'm telling you right now, 
voters care about that. And I think if we're just looking at numbers and performances, the fact that Caleb Williams went to Oklahoma, left Oklahoma, went to USC and didn't fall, he rose, that he's better today than he was last year. The numbers he put up, the performances he put up, the injuries they dealt with, his numbers still went up. Like He is the best player in college football. Mm-hmm. He will not win unanimously. And and I obviously, I watch a hell of a lot more USC football than the average dude does. I think he should be the unanimous choice. I, th- I think that highly of Caleb Williams' performance. He will not be unanimous because of those fingernails, in my opinion. Mm. And I think it will be asked of him. Because... And I think it should. I think it. I think it should. You know, like I just, yeah. I. Yeah. I that's just me. Um, Jeremy says Max Duggan is a beast. Dude literally was crawling off the field in the championship game. Yeah, football hurts. Nobody uh, cares that he was crawling off the field in the championship. I think game. the heart surgery COVID story is is incredible. And if you don't know that, go look it up. Uh, Cam Harrison says Jaron Hall for Heisman. Jaron Hall won't even play in the New Mexico Bowl. I wouldn't think. Yeah, I, I thought you think. said the New Mexico Bowl. Yeah. The... <clears throat> <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, I don't think. Does Jaron Hall come back? I don't think so. You don't think he can? I mean, he made a lot, a lot of NIL money last year. Homie made six figures in NIL money. I mean, in, in a year where you're going to have a ton of guys coming out, I mean, the quarterback class for this coming draft is, I mean, lit. It's deep. He's hurt again. I can see it both ways. I, I, I can see Jaron Hall go to the NFL this year. I can see him come back, make that, make the, that money again, mm-hmm. try to stay healthy next year. Mm-hmm. But you're, the problem is you're going to get your ass kicked in the, in the Big 12. It's going to be a very difficult yeah, year for I BYU. I mean, marketing-wise, it's going to look bad for him. That's why I would go to the league because I think, you know, you you at least this year with all the turnover and, you know, the struggle on the defense, like NFL, you know, bodies will say, oh, well, you know, yeah. I mean, you had fine stats. Like, you know, your defense sucked clearly, all this turnover, but you handled it like a true professional. I look through all your YouTube stuff, your media stuff, like all the things you said. Like, we, we love what you do. You know, great. We'll we'll, we'll take you a, a second rounder. We'll take we'll take a flyer on Jaron Hall for sure. You know, we love your talent, love your arm. We we do need to figure out the injury thing, but but that's I mean that's you know most quarterbacks in the league. I mean, how many yep. quarterbacks? Like, I just don't think the injury bug, as far as the NFL is concerned, is really that much of a factor unless we're talking about like ACLs or like major season-ending, yep. you're done yep. type injury. Yep. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, USC poached Stank uh, to try and recapture their baseball program's former glory. Yeah, and he is he is a guy that will bring me. He's got Jewett on that staff too, by the way. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. That The 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 job that Andy Stankowitz Stank. did at GCU. Yeah. I mean, he, he my God. I mean, he, he did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. Yeah. You know, I think it is. Yeah, we'll see. Um, all right. Let's see. 743 already. Yeah. 743 already. See, time flies just like it does when you're collecting paychecks at work and you're yeah. like, hey, this job sucks. And I've been saying that for 10 years. Stop saying that and start getting to um, TridayTrading.com. I mean, it's absolutely where you need to be. We talk about it every day. And 
Um, you know, I love that you guys reach out and ask about Triday trading. I love that you guys go and watch the webinar and, you know, hit the like button and then go watch the webinar, man. Right now, hit the like button here on YouTube and then go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Because again, I know that this time of year, a lot of us are looking at our credit card bills or trying to figure out how to buy Christmas or, hey man, in 2023, I'm going to get a new job. I'm going to stop talking about it and start doing it. Why wait for January when you can do it today, December 9th for free? Mm-hmm. Why on earth would you wait for January 1st when you can watch a free webinar today? Today. Why would you do that then when you can do it today? Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing about, all oh, the economy this. Hey, uh, oh, what if I get laid off? Like uh, I was talking to a friend of mine two days ago. And they were going on about, well, I'm worried about getting laid off and I don't know what to do. And sure enough, what did I say? Well, hey, you should go watch this webinar. I know this company, TridayTrading.com, that's going to change your life. They go and watch the webinar and what happened? Oh, love it, love it, love it, love it. Got to do it, going to do it, let's do it. And I was like, are you just going to talk about it or are you going to do it? That's the problem. We talk too much, right? Mm-hmm. You got to stop talking and you got to start doing. And there's no better time than right now today. Yeah. Then to change your fortune, change your life, build generational wealth at TridayTrading.com. Day trading absolutely will make it happen. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. We really appreciate you supporting our sponsors. And hey, if the only reason you want to go and watch the webinar at TridayTrading.com slash Monty is to support us, I love you for that, man. And I really appreciate you doing that. It, absolutely, it helps the show. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. I think what you're going to see is when you watch the webinar, you're going to learn, you're going to grow, and you're going to get excited about day trading as a way for you to quit your job. Stop wondering how to afford hockey fees. Stop wondering how to afford tuition. Stop wondering how to buy Christmas for your kids and get to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Um, Let's see. A couple more comments. Uh, Tyler P. says, Jared and Cam are both late round uh, picks at best. Jaron Hall would be... I think Jaron could get to the mid. Oh, I absolutely think he could be uh, probably the fifth or sixth quarterback off the board. Yeah. The problem is the kid can't stay healthy. I mean, it, it his his on-field performance is unquestioned. Yeah. When the guy's on the field, he's, he's fantastic. But is he going to be healthy enough to play in the bowl game? My guess is not. My guess is not. And it is, you know, it's one of those things, and I see you guys texting me, why are you doing it? Why, why, why do it? Why do you, why? Um, I think it'll be interesting to see if uh, Cade Fennigan plays in the bowl game, which I think there's a, I I don't think there's any doubt he will play in the bowl game. Mm -hmm. Is Jaron Hall available for the bowl game? I don't know if he's available for the bowl game. I don't. Greg Romano says, BYU's next quarterback will either be Hank Bachmeyer or David John Unglele. Uwe Unglele is not coming to BYU. Um, he is going to be in demand. But by the way, he's, I don't know that he's the guy you want. Yeah. I don't. My guess is with all the money that, that Jaron made in this injury, again, I think he comes back. Look at Teddy. Teddy just showed up. Says, good morning. Hit the like button for these gentlemen. Did we cross 100 yet? We did not. We did. We did. We're right there at we 100. Go. There we go. Let's go. Good job. Right at 100. Okay, what? now we've got 90 more minutes or so. Yeah, something like that. I haven't had to pee yet, by the way. 
Yeah, don't break the curse. Are you proud of me? Yeah, I am. Uh, Tanner says if Cade Finnegan plays, uh, BYU will probably lose. Why Doesn't would you, matter if they why win would or you lose. Say that? Nobody cares if they win or lose. Yeah, I don't it's think anybody cares. It's not about win or losing. It's about developing. I don't think anybody cares. I really don't. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Uh, football, 50 in three minutes. We'll talk about Baker Mayfield coming up. Uh, but I want to play some of this Kelly Papinga sound real quick because I think this is huge. I think this is game-changing sound. Listen to Kelly Papinga talk about the Big 12. Going from uh, Coming from here, going to Virginia, and just being in a conference again, it was the biggest thing that stood out to me was just week in and week out you were playing for that conference championship. And shoot, even at times where you had one or two losses, every game meant something still because you never knew what was going to happen, you know, throughout the conference. And I think every year but our first year there, we were in the conference hunt, you know, being able to have a chance to win our division and being able to play in that conference championship. And so that was exciting. Every single week you knew that you were going to be out there, you're playing for something real because you were trying to get, you know, get to that conference championship game. And so that was fun. And to be able to experience that for six years, you know, in the ACC at Virginia, and then you know this past season, obviously at Boise State, we had a ton of success playing the conference championship game. It's just there's just something more than uh, you know when you're independent. It's kind of like you're playing for your pride, and you know each and every week you're playing uh, great opponents. But it, ultimately, uh, there was no conference championship there that you could really yeah you know be able to compete for. And so this is a this is a different deal, man. And I'm excited for us to be back in this you know opportunity to compete for conference championships and I look back to my time as a player and uh, being able to compete for those Mountain West Conference championships and being on the last two teams that won conference championships in 06 and 07 uh man those are those are fond fond memories for me okay can we go run through a brick wall just for Kelly dude I'm ready (laughs) let's go uh if uh, my friends if you are not excited about Kelly Papinga you do not have a pulse. Now, Tanner Plummer is going to say he sucks and everything's terrible. And if you are not excited about Kelly Papinga, you're dead. Yeah. Like there, like there is something genetically wrong with you because Kelly Papinga is amazing. And hearing him talk about competing for conference championships, it's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. And I think when you look at these guys and you listen to them, listen to Jay Hill. Listen. Well, I think it's awesome, right? It's exciting for the fans. It's exciting for the coaches. Uh, super exciting for the players. Uh, the level of competition is going to be absolutely outstanding. Uh, like I said, that's one of the things that was so intriguing about coming to BYU is this transition into the, into the Big 12 is exciting and it's fun. Right, uh, Kalani and I both got to go through that uh, when when Utah did it. It's uh, something that we're both familiar with. Um, it comes down to coaching as hard as you can, having great players, which I believe we have, and and uh, just giving it your all. And uh, I, I know this too. It's going to be super exciting for the fans. Man, dude, I'm ready. Yeah, dude, I'm ready. Can we start the football season now? Like I, I love Jay Hill and the thing that I think you hear in those two, those two guys, the culture has changed at, at BYU. The culture on the BYU side of the football as we uh, kick off football at 50. 10 to the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. But we, we're kicking. See what he did, kick off, but like kick off. Like, football you know. at 50, we're kicking it off. Right. It all works together. Synergizzy. Jizzy. There's synergy and stuff. There's synergizzy. Uh, if you're not excited about the culture change at BYU, you're again, you're dead. Now, if you're a Utah fan, don't be excited about the culture change because I'm making good. 
I mean, real good. Yeah. But if you're a BYU fan and those two guys don't fire you up, you're crazy. We'll have more from those guys. Uh, football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. Tanner says, can we start the football season now? Um, we're still in the football. No, it's over. It's it, it's over. <laughs> Come on, Tanner. Keep up with us here, man. I mean, Come on. It, it's over. Uh, Greg Romano says, I met Kelly a few times in Blasi. Uh, each time we talked, he had me excited about Bronco football. Yes. Yes, as you should be. As you should be. I just, man. Um, it is, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, goodness, Tanner, does anything positive happen in sports? No, it never does. It never does. It never does. Teddy Wayman says, uh, sup, Jeremy. I'm just continuing the grind, my friend. Go, Teddy. Jeremy says, dude, so stoked to have K-pop back uh, at BYU. Right. Brady Papinga was in the same mission as me in Uruguay. Great family. Let's go. Were you, how many, I know so many people that served in Uruguay. I want to say that Ben Napoleon Wilson served in, in Uruguay. Uruguay as well. I think so. But I could be wrong. Um... Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show, uh, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code Monty25. And while you order your Papa Murphy's Pizza with double barbecue sauce, traditional crust, hit the customize button. Traditional, large, of course. Large, large. and in charge. Uh, traditional double barbecue sauce. Get crazy with this. If you're going to order meat on a, on a pizza, make it chicken or sausage. Chicken. Pepperoni doesn't count. Uh, while you do all that in the Papa Murphy's app, why don't you listen to the locker room celebration of the LA Rams? Great job, man. Unbelievable. Want to be able to recognize special coach real quick. All right, was with the Raiders. Now he's with us. Where's Greg Olson, man? All right, Taylor Rapp closing it out. So many big time stops defensively. Van Jefferson, Ben Skoranek making plays. Yep. All right, but to be able to come in here 10 minutes ago and help lead us to a victory. See you guys on Monday. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Man, it's so good that they're so happy for him. That's yes. what's amazing. And, and Baker Mayfield's that guy that you, I think it's hard to root against Baker Mayfield. It is. I think he's that guy who, frankly, he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL, but his when they win with Baker Mayfield, it's yes. infectious. Yes. He's just like, he wants to pull he's the Dougie. He's that dude, man. He ran from the cops at Oklahoma. In, in he, a gray sweat jumpsuit. Like, he, come on. He danced at Oklahoma. He sucked in Cleveland and Carolina. The he's going to He's going to suck in L.A. Again. But it wasn't bad last night. He didn't suck in L.A. last night. Or he may have after the game. I didn't follow him home. I don't know what he did. But my... my well, uh, so, see, what I, I, that's not... That's not well, what I meant was... You no. Know, anyway, the point is... Uh, <laughs> I'm happy for Baker Mayfield. And if that guy is not somebody that lights your fire, dude, I just think the guy is unbelievable. I think the guy is unbelievable. And... <laughs> I'm just happy for him. You know, like, I, I think he is 
Yeah. That guy's amazing. Can we pay can we pay homage to Giggity's comment? You scroll up a little bit here. Giggity. Scroll up Giggity uh, up a little more right there. Right here. Yeah. Uh breaking news, uh Caruso on a flight to Uruguay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh Greg Romano, why are we talking? See, Jeremy Bolton comes in and the mayor changes it up. Uh, Romano says serving in Uruguay is better than serving in Uranus. Bro. Could you, could you explain? What do you mean by that? Could you, you know, I, I'm a little confused. Uh, you know. Uh, NY Monty fan says, if you aren't getting a large pizza, why are you ordering pizza? Yeah, come on, dude. Like, by the way, New York Monty fan, where you been, bro? Yeah, good to see you, NY. haven't seen you in a minute. Good to see you, NY. Good to see you, friends. Um... <laughs> Caruso arrested for marijuana vape cartridges missed his flight. Damn. Uh, is it? It that's not. Did that that didn't just happen? No, that's no. a that's a Griner reference. What do you? Can, that's a that's a Britney Griner reference. What do you, come it's on, been man. a day, bro. Come on. Uh, Baker has got a bad rap. He's a great backup. He is agreed, a great backup. Agreed. He's that four A quarterback who's like uh, too good almost to be a backup, but not good enough to be a starter. Yeah, totally agree with that. Um, here on Football at 50, you know we talk about the biggest stories in football every hour, 10 to the hour. Um, again, last night, they had the College Football Awards. College Ca football. College football. Uh, Caleb Williams wins the Walter Camp at the Maxwell Award, which essentially means he's the best player in college football. Um, I, I just don't know how he doesn't win the Heisman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't even think this is a conversation. I mean, you don't win both of those awards and then not win the Heisman. Like, that doesn't work. But is 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 he a guy that – and by the way, he is only a sophomore. There was a debate in the comments yesterday. He is got, He's coming back for another year. Is he a guy you would – if you could pick any quarterback, who, who are you picking instead of Caleb Williams? I, I mean, mean – Bryce Young? Maybe. Bryce is certainly that guy. I mean, that would probably be one of the few. I think he's a – Caleb Williams is a special player, and I know people hate, but I'm telling you, the guy is – the guy's amazing. And my Monty fan says, I've been working in Canada. Hey. hey. Uh, Uranus can fit up to four adult raccoons. Bro. I thought Uranus why was a much larger we, why planet are we than that. Why are talking about buttholes during Football 50? Who's talking about buttholes? He's talking about a planet Uranus. Right, right. I thought Uranus was a much larger planet than that. I mean, unless those are really big raccoons. You know, it is what it is. Fat Jesus says, Baker Mayfield is too small to be successful. Sign Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. <laughs> Sign Kyler Murray. Because Kyler's, you know, too Good to see you, Fat Jesus. Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. And again, I simply asked the same question that was asked in the comments. If you're not ordering large pizza, you know, do you really order pizza? By the way, what do we, what do we, you're going with your girlfriend. Dude, you broke up with a little fade down, but you got it back together now. Uh, I guess I'll snowboard by myself this weekend. Sounds uh, true. Anyway, the point is, the point is, if you're not ordering a large pizza, are you really ordering pizza? Uh, and by the way, the take and bake chocolate chip cookies, somebody's got to agree with me on this. Who here has had the take and bake chocolate chip cookies from bomb, Papa dude. Murphy's? They're amazing. Yeah. They are amazing. We had them last. I, we get Papa Murphy's every Friday or Saturday night, depending on the weekend. Um, and I'm telling you, I like the s'mores that they have at Papa Murphy's that are take and bake as well. The chocolate chip cookies are undefeated. Yeah. 
They are undefeated. Hondo P. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase. Uh, $25 or more. And again, I'm happy to debate right now barbecue sauce versus pizza sauce. It's not a debate. Barbecue sauce is better. No matter what topping you're putting on. No matter what topping you're putting on. It's barbecue sauce. my Monty fan says, this time of year for football is what we live for. Excited for the next couple of months. Is the college football playoff exciting? Not until you get to the national championship game. Really? So the semifinals are not exciting to you? Not particularly. I'm not going to be thrilled with Ohio State when they get slacked. Yeah. Why'd you have to bring up Ohio State? I'm not a huge fan of Ohio State being in the college football playoff. It's truly, I'm not. It, it is. I don't know when they when I saw that they got in. It was just like, a, okay, well, that's good. That's cool. Who's surprised? I try to stay calm and you not know, curse. I remember my first beer. That's what um, fucking takes me to fuck off. By the way, I think that's what you said. In the yeah, that did. That's exactly what I said. Um, in the sneakers. Oh app, God, here we go. Because I have the money for this. The Cherry Elevens drop tomorrow. Right. And if you are not excited about the Cherry 11s dropping tomorrow, I don't think you have a pulse. The Air Jordan 11, they're called Varsity Red. Yeah, my ass. They're called Cherries. They're called Cherries. And I cannot wait for that shoe. Yeah. I am, I am excited about that. Yep. Super stoked. All right. The Monty Show presented by The Advocates. Get them online at theadvocates.com. Dot com. Uh, the best injury attorneys in the business. And, you know, here in Utah, it's wintertime. And really, no matter where you are, you know, listen, if you get into a car accident and it's not your fault and somebody's driving distracted and they wind up hitting you um, when there's ice and snow on the road and, you know, everybody and their brothers got a 20 foot lifted truck and they're driving too fast and they slam into you. That's not your fault. You didn't deserve that. <coughs> you were a responsible driver. They were not. Please don't rely on your insurance company, my guys. Get to theadvocates.com. Hit the Talk to an Attorney Now button on their website. You can chat with an attorney on their website right now today at theadvocates.com. And there are no consultation fees. There are no retainers. You do not pay the advocates unless and until they win your case at theadvocates.com. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Um, Anthony Mitchell. It says, okay, whoa, whoa, back this up. College football is more exciting than the NFL, my opinion. Okay. To which Tanner says lies, Anthony. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, you know. Don't lie to me. You know. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, what resort you guys board at again? Well, I I board at the Canyons. Jake goes where his girlfriend tells him to go. Uh, But I I snowboard. I'm I'm an Epic Pass holder. So, um, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to get into an argument with you about this girl. I'm not going to do it. We will do it eventually. Right. When you guys break up and stuff. We'll, right. You know, we'll, we'll Glad relive. you're rooting for me. Thanks. <laughs> I am rooting for you, actually. Right. But, you know, that would be... Are we clear on that? You know, I, I should stop being a jerk. Greg Hawkins says, sup all. Sup, y'all. What's up, actor friend? Good to see you. Um, the biggest stories in sports this morning. I don't think there's any doubt. Rudy Gobert's return. Um, <laughs> Rudy, Rudy Gobert, Gobert. <laughs> and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now are I did back. you guys a special, right? Because they're back, right? They're they're back in town, and you know, positive vibes only. Then why am I going to play this video? Resurrecting, you know, some of the best moments. I know I break up with the hoes on text, but positive vibes only. This is one of the best moments of Rudy Gobert's Utah Jazz career. Just like me breaking up with 
the hose on text. Let's play this. This um, this is the number one. Jake has chosen this video. Yeah. As Rudy Gobert's number one highlight ever as a Utah Jazz man. The coronavirus. First of all, first of all, you're an a-hole. Second of all, what was he doing? Come on. Come on. Is that even one of his most memorable moments? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, it, it, That's you the say, moment oh, yes. that made him infamous. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. That was the beginning of the end for Rudy. It was not his fault. Doesn't I mean, matter. it was his fault that he touched all those microphones. It's his fault that he was an a-hole about it and it's wanted to make fault. fun he of it. It's his fault he mocked the coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was not. Uh, the coronavirus was not her, their fault. Jeremy Bolton says, Jake, not cool, man. <laughs> Tanner says, love that video, Jake. Give us a yes, yes drop. Yes, yes, right? dude. Come on, man. That's funny. Come on. You know, whatever. Jaron Eccles says, do you know how awesome today would be if we all took two seconds to like the show? We can get 100% uh, hit 200 likes today. Let's go. Where Keep are we at? Real. We are at 120 Come likes. On, Let's dude. go. We've got an hour to go here. Come on. Come on, you guys. There Takes he is. Three seconds. Get we, us to 200. We have 168 people watching the show right now. Yeah. It, we are at 120 likes. Come on. If everybody just do us a solid right now, hit the like button, help us grow the show. That would be amazing. Uh, Geoff says, I don't care who you are. That's hilarious right there. <laughs> it is. It is. Fat Jesus says Rudy is patient zero. <laughs> Brandon Butler said, yeah, defensive player of the year. He shut the whole world down that day. <laughs> Thanks to Rudy Gobert, nobody scored a bucket nobody. that day. Nobody. <laughs> Pied Piper, if only Rudy could handle the ball like those mics. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know. Cam Harrison, about an hour late, says the Atlantic Sun and the WAC are teaming up. Uh, pairing to attempt to move to SBS level, sources say. Yes, we talked about that. Utah Tech, a sleeping giant. Um, but yeah, Rudy Gobert and the Minnesota Timberwolves are in town tonight. Right. And I think it's going to be interesting. First of all, the Jazz are favored by two and a half. 236 and a half is a number. Now, I'm hoping, and listen, I sent him a big vat of of chicken noodle soup. I'm really hoping that Lori Markinen is done managing his load. I mean, not feeling well with the flu. Final. Uh, you know, like his back is broken, I'm sure. Back is broken. <laughs> I really hope that Lori Markinen over the flu. <laughs> Whatever the sickness was that Lori Markinen had that just so tragically and unfortunately. and It's an antibody cocktail. It's Let's hope that he plays tonight. But let me ask you guys this, in all seriousness. If you could go back in time, yeah, would you do the Rudy Gobert trade again? Would you trade Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Beasley, Vando, Walker, Kessler, and four first-round picks? I don't see how you don't. Yeah. I think it's one of the best trades the Jazz have. It, it is the best trade the Jazz have ever made. Pack your shit. Let's go. And I think it announced Danny's presence with authority. Mm-hmm. But I also think it was the cultural shift that had to happen. Now, has he gotten exposed for what he is as a limited player? He has. 
Yes, yes, yes. Is it ridiculous to pay him $41 million a year? Thank you, Dennis Lindsay. It is. Yes, yes, yes. But I would love somebody to make an argument that you shouldn't have traded him. Because I just don't see how you how you don't make that trade. Mm-hmm. And if you could go back in time, knowing what you know now, I think you still make the trade, Jake. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that, you know, to, to say, no, I wouldn't have made that trade lacks perspective, lacks appreciation for where the club was at at that time. Like, like you, you, you don't understand like the substance of how negative this organization was when it was Don Rudy and the rest of the guys. And I think that, if you even put all that aside, Rudy had to go just from a, a PL statement alone. Like that was that was the gen like as soon as he signed that that extension or that deal, like you you knew that yes. was it. You he this team is not gonna win a championship because the camp the cap is not gonna be structured correctly. And Rudy is the centerpiece of it not being structured correctly. And the problem is I would have been okay with forty one a year on average if you're a six six wing uh, you know, and you're you're putting in 25 to 30 a night, you know, in that way, and you're carrying the team. But because he's a big, through no fault of his own, he's a big and a good big at that, that's just not how much you should be paid. That It's just not in proportion to what a championship team should be. So, no, I I, I think that it's unequivocal. I, I, I would go back and do that trade again, and, and I'm glad that Danny did it when he did it and how he did it because now – the rest of the league is saying, hey, the Jazz, with how this has worked out, the Jazz absolutely robbed the Timberwolves, and I agree with that. Yeah, I think when you look at the way that this team is structured now, I think when you look at the the fact that the Jazz are set up for future success, I don't know how you don't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think you have a, a trouble doing that. And, and I want to get out in front of this whole question of, what 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 happens tonight? He's going to get a tribute video. Yeah, he's going to get a standing ovation. I think he's going to get a loud standing. And ovation. And then he's going to put up ten points and ten rebounds. And they're going to he's going to struggle to have an impact because this is going to be an up and down game. Yep. Riley O'Brien says I broke my back, spinal. My back is broken, but I still hit the like button. Yeah, I mean, see, you're you're committed. You, you know, you're committed to success on the show. You know, like, come on. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Uh, we are now at uh, uh, 131. Nah, that's a good pop right there. Likes. I appreciate that. 131 likes. 60. Spinal. Spinal. 69 likes to go. Let's go. Back Neville 93. I wonder how bad Rudy's going to get exposed in Utah. We'll see. We I shall broke see. my back. I don't know. We, we, we shall see. Um, you know, Joshua Taylor. Biggest news in sports, Atlantic Sun and WAC football schools merging to attempt an FBS conference. Yeah, we talked about it last hour. Go back yeah. and check it out. And I said Utah Tech. I pissed off Tanner Plummer when I said Utah Tech's a sleeping giant, which he totally disagrees. Can't wait to see Kessler block softy Gobert's weak dunk attempts. That's Good luck not going to that. happen. That's not going to happen. No. Kane Nuren says Minnesota keeps losing. Um, Cam says I missed that part. Um, let's see. Tanner says, if I was going to the game tonight, I would boo like crazy when they introduced Gobert. But that's you. you that's who you are. You have to do that. Uh, Josh Levern says, Weber, Utah, Polytech, SUU going <clears throat> FBS. Thank you, guys. I, we didn't know that. Are you sure? 
Look at me. We spent 35 minutes last hour talking about it, if yeah. you'd like to go back. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, I'd do it 100 out of 100 on the yeah. Gobert trade. Yeah. Jaron Eccles says, 10 out of 10 times I'd make that trade. I feel like if the Timberwolves could go back, they would never give the Jazz as much as they did. I don't think they'd make the trade. Yeah, 100%. Because I think it's been awkward with well, those Well, and, and now you know what the real problem is. This, this and I know this sounds outlandish, with how this has gone, is it outlandish to say that this could be Rudy's one of Rudy's last contracts? Like, it's been bad. Like, yeah, it's been really bad. Like really, really, bad. really bad. Like, I like, is it outlandish to say if Rudy's gonna try to demand that much money, would you not rather have a young big like Walker Kessler that you can manipulate? Well, I like, think the other issue is they're gonna have to pick between Rudy and Carl Anthony Towns because that does not work together. No, it does not work together. Maples, good morning, bud. He says uh, the trade was a massive win, shut down the off season, and got the Jazz more capital for Don Ainge as the exec of the year. Absolutely. Uh, Nick Hines says, am I the only jazz fan that thinks Rudy Govert, uh, was the main problem on this team, not going far in the playoffs. I think the, the T wolves trade was the best thing the jazz could have done. No, I think you're exactly I right. Com- I think that's spot on, dude. Exactly right. Yeah, spot on. Uh, Ron Nolan says Brazil and Croatia game still tied seven minutes in news break. There you go. Jake won't watch world cup football. <coughs> he won't do it. Okay. Here, uh, I'll do you guys a favor here. Let's let's see what we got. Let's let's get on the tube here. The boob tube, please. Yeah, let's get on the tube and and let's see. Oh, right here. Okay, Brazil and Croatia. So we can watch soft ass Neymar, you know, try to get some yellow cards here. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh by the way, I will say that uh Jutub TV worth every penny. Yeah. I like YouTube TV. I'm pretty close. I'm I'm close. Um if we you weren't are. if we weren't if we weren't in the middle of the NBA season, I, I would consider it. I would really? it. Yeah, I'm pretty close. Really, really, I it, I don't know that I'll ever give up Directv, but you have the ticket eight zero one four two four dish. Uh, but the ticket's leaving Directv. The though. ticket is That's leaving. The problem. The ticket is leaving. Absolutely, it's leaving. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, "Come on now, I'm going to the game tonight, and I'm going to cheer the guy." Uh, same uh, when Donovan comes. That was fun basketball. If you're booing Rudy Gobert, I think you don't yeah. get it. Yeah. I think you don't get it at all. Uh, Tyler P. says, I do the Rudy and Don trades 100 times over. Absolutely. Uh, hell yeah, Jeremy. If I was going, I'd cheer him too, for sure. That's what I'm saying. He's going to get a uh, just a ridiculous standing ovation. Ron Nolan wants us to know that Brazil and Croatia are still nil-nil. Uh, Jeremy says, granted, I still make the trade, no doubt, if needed, it needed to happen. But Rudy bought it. Brought it. Yeah, I would agree with that. He played hard for I would agree. I don't question his effort. I mean, Outside of the Dallas game where he yeah. chose not to play last year. You kind of like Laurie, you yeah. know. Justin Salas, right. Yeah, my back is broken, Spinal. Uh, Salas says, who is saying they wouldn't do that trade? We literally got another Rudy Gobert for a fraction of the price. Spinal. Well, I think Walker's going to be there. I do. Um, Tanner says, I still think that Don shouldn't have been traded. I would agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, Cody, best trade for the Jazz was getting Donovan from Nuggets for Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles. Man, they wasted draft picks. Holy cow. Um, Josh Lubrin uh, says, I think UVU soccer to the whack FBS too. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Gonzaga. <laughs> right. Gonzaga. I love Rudy, but the jazz is in a better place due to the trade for certain. Uh, Tyler P says who the, who the F still has cable TV. I do. I have direct TV. I have dish and I love it. I love every second of it. Watch my watch my DVR. I got uh, the season finale of Chicago PD last night, which was awesome. You know, Neville says, "Do I really miss uh, Donovan Mitchell? I miss Don too. 
I do. Uh, Arlington Bear says, did a double shot of NyQuil last night, slept in. I just woke up in a haze. What did I miss? Oh, nothing. Dude, dude. You missed absolutely nothing. You missed nothing. nothing. Um, you know, Croatia and Brazil are still nil-nil. That's code word in soccer knees for 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, you know, sure. um, you know, so you miss that. Um, you miss that a bunch of tiny schools are coming together to form a conference and try to compete with Alabama. So that's great. Um, you know, and other than that, uh, we're just talking about Rudy Gobert touching some microphones here. You know, does that pretty much recap the show? I think that um, covers it. You know, uh, Tanner says jazz legend, Trey Lyles. You're casual. <clears throat> Teddy says, yeah, I wish we would have kept on. Uh, Tyler says he didn't want to be here, but who says he didn't want to be here? Yeah, I don't know that you can definitively say he didn't want to be here. I, I still have trouble with that. And he's taken a lot of veil shots, frankly, not so veil shots, saying he's having fun playing basketball again, you know. And hey, I'm, look, maybe he did want out. Maybe he did. I, I'm just saying I think we don't know. I think we don't know. Yeah. But I think when you look at where the Jazz are, I just don't know. I don't know how you can not be happy with the result of those two deals. I mean, like I said, I love Don. What he did to the Lakers the other night was unbelievable. Um, I think he is – he's not going to win the MVP, but he should be in the conversation for certain. And I, I just think that, that it had to be done. And I think that when you look at where the Jazz are now, you have to feel really good about it. You really hope that Mike plays tonight. Um, he should play tonight. They said that he would be – I'm he should sure he said he'd be available. He should. They said he was available the other night too, I thought, but he didn't play, but it's fine. Um, you know, I, I just, I'm super stoked about where this jazz team is right now. Um, I, I think you're going to, the trades that you're going to make in early, I think January is probably where they start unless they get blown away on just in, in late December. Mm -hmm. But I mean, a week from now, we're talking about the fact that the NBA is open for trade business starting a week from now. And yeah, absolutely. Get on the phone, bro, because I think you have to you have to understand that where this team is now, you cannot as a fan afford to be emotionally attached to these guys. Yeah. Cuz there's nobody on this roster you're you're not trading. You know, there's nobody that that you should be married to on this roster. That's why when we're talking about going to a Jazz game with a fan, if we get to 9,000 subs, and we're at 140 likes, Come on by the now. way. Come Keep on. pushing. We Let's got go. about 45 minutes to get 60 likes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go it's right really, now. It's really not that many likes. Yeah, 1,300 people watching Come on. Uh, total, 164 people watching right 1%? now. Come on now. Come on now. If just 60 of you give us a like, we're in business. Um, you know, I, I think when you look at the roster that as it's set up, there's nobody here that you should be emotionally attached to. And that's why I was saying... If we get to 9,000 subs by the end of December, by December 31st, we are going to take a jazz fan. We're going to take one of our subs to a jazz game. We're at 8337. We're going to take you plus one to a jazz game. We're going to buy you a jersey or anything you want in the team store. I would tell you, get a hoodie. It's always hoodie weather in, yes. in, in Jutta. And if you're not rocking Kill Crew, you should be rocking the yellow jazz sweatshirt. Yep. Because... Again, I got you the Kill Crew sweatshirt. Yep. Where does it rank in your favorite hoodies? Um, I like it a lot. It's incredibly comfortable. The only thing I would say is it's not as warm as this particular hoodie. It's a little thin, but it's super comfortable. Yeah. The only time I don't wear it is on the really cold days, like today. A-hole. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the point is, um, I'm telling you, Kill Crew, you should find it on Instagram. Buy the sweatshirts. They're amazing. Uh, but... You look at where the Jazz are, you shouldn't be buying Jordan Clarkson jerseys. 
You shouldn't. There's, there's just no way. Uh, San Diego State Aztec says, you've gotten two likes from me today, wink, wink. Okay. boy. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Ron Nolan says, I really, I enjoy women's tennis when it's love, love, a nice backhanded grunt. Oh my God, just like that. Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> talking with Raphael Podcast. On the new skin radio network. You can watch the World Cup on Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said Peacock. Does anybody pay for Peacock? <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm not. You are not going to pull me down the cesspool of, of juvenile humor today. Yes, please. Let's pull. Let's we do will it. not. We will not be doing penis conversations with with. <laughs> <laughs> penis conversations with Jake. That's right, T. We've reached the portion of the show where we talk about penises with Jake. We're not doing that today. Daddy. Wrong show. Wrong, wrong show. Oh. oh, my God, dude. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Neville 93 says, who do you think the Jazz are going to trade these months coming up? Well, you know, again, I talked to an NBA guy. What is today? Friday, Wednesday, I was talking to a guy that was telling me that Malik Beasley is still one of the hottest guys in demand around so the he league. He can knock it down, bro. Like, it's not hard to understand. I think there is still this question about JC about what his top end is. And we talked about it yesterday that you see flashes of elite play from Jordan. The issue is you don't get that enough, I don't think. And I think there there are some people around the league who don't trust him to be a really top-tier player on a playoff team. Yeah. And the question is, if you trade for if you trade for a guy, how is he going to be better than what you have? And if you trade for a guy, what are you getting that you don't already have on the club? Jordan Clarkson brings you a lot of energy. He's a worthy contributor off the bench. But can you play him in the last five minutes of a game? Not all the time you can't. And I think that's a very difficult thing to, to digest. You cannot play Jordan Clarkson every game the last five minutes. You, you can't. Malik Beasley's going to knock it down in the first five, the last five, the middle five, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. You shoot 40-something percent from three, you're going to knock it down. Yeah. You look at a guy like a – I would trade Jared Vanderbilt. And I know, again, this week on the show, this was a really controversial thing. Yeah, I would trade Jared Vanderbilt. And I think Danny Ainge would trade Jared Vanderbilt. I don't think you can be emotional about Vando, but it better not be a Bogdanovich trade. You can't do that. Like, you can't just give him away. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Darren Workman says Utah Tech could be an FBS bowl level program because Paul Peterson is an FBS level coach. <coughs> we talked about that. Um, SUU has some guys back east no one had ever heard of. Losing 70 to 3 to the Utes is embarrassing. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Uh, I, I, this is, see, you guys told me this wasn't a big story. I'm telling you that Utah Tech is a sleeping giant. I'll just keep saying that until you guys agree with me, and then I'll tell you you're dumb. Um, Never. Let's see. Uh, talking with Raphael Podcast. As you saw that goal attempt you're so close. You're not getting us to talk soccer on this program. Why? Bro. It's the beautiful game. It's only the quarterfinal. Like, it's not even the semi. What's wrong with that? Croatia has every opportunity to lose this game. I don't see why we wouldn't talk about I it. I know. Man. Uh, wow. You know. Man. Uh, <laughs> NY Monty fans says, soak it up, Tanner. 
Tanner said, Mont, one of the main parts of the show are the sex jokes. Oh, my God. Just like that. Well, unless, oh. unless we're talking about how you, you know, got soaking onto the show. Okay. So what are we going to not talk about more? This, this, this Utah Tech FBS thing or the World Cup? Josh Lovren says, non-football wax schools will still run the FBS league. Okay. NY Monty fan says, I played at Utah Tech while it was Dixie State back then. We won the Rotary uh, Bowl, baby. Nice. Did you really? I didn't know that. Dude said the Rotary Bowl. I did not know that. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, we are at 149 likes. Let's go. Come 51 on, to go. Come Let's on. go. Let's go. Let's go, you Don't guys. Be Utah Tech. Be Utah. Let's go. Uh, Teddy Wayman says soccer sucks. Never talk about it. Wow. <laughs> See, Sorry, and I, I think that. I am in the minority that I don't think soccer sucks. I don't think I, it I love sucks. soccer. It just is. It's 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 a. I feel like because soccer's not big in the states, the guy who rolls out with oh, it's nil nil in the forty-fifth uh, minute with five minutes of stoppage time after Buddy laid on the ground for ten minutes. Like people don't know the terminology. People don't know what oh, stoppage time. Like, I'm free. Like, oh, put a ball in the box. This is a set piece. Like, people don't know what the hell that means. What? People don't even know what constitutes offside in soccer. Like, no, the difference between offside and offsides, like, I, there's no such thing as offsides. You were offside. But the, the funny thing is, we shouldn't talk in soccer ease if we're trying to ingratiate the American audience into soccer. Yeah. It's not on frame, it's one of the stupidest terms ever which is why I can't listen to MLS football because MLS wants to use on frame. Hey, get it on frame. It's called hitting the net, sir. He missed the net entirely. Molly, you didn't get it on frame. Like, I believe the stat is shots on goal. I hate right? that. It's not shots on frame. And I am a massive soccer fan. I am. Riley O'Brien says talking soccer is not how Jake wants to run his program. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> And it's not all right, okay? I'm going to get some saving stuff for Monday, Riley. I appreciate that. It's not all right, okay? The proper nomenclature here is we're not talking soccer on this program. Look, right? there's a guy from Croatia who didn't get kicked in the oh face laying God. around and holding his face. And he did a cupping procedure on his legs last night. Can you believe this guy? <laughs> nice checkerboard shirt. Does he get kicked in the face? This guy is flopping <laughs> on the ground, like just dying. Oh, he oh, did, he did get he kicked got in a the nut face. Shot. Oh my god! And I'll drop that mother. Yeah, he got. He did. Get Dude, kicked he in got the face. cleated in the face and a nut shot. That was awesome. <laughs> that Danilo gets a yellow for that. Okay, that was awesome. You kicked a guy in the face. I'm here for that kind of soccer. <laughs> Tanner says Jake and you and I know the truth about soaking stuff. The tape doesn't lie. Right here we go. Are you again, still dude. depending? Here uh, San we Diego go. State says soccer fun to play, irritating to watch on TV. I agree with that. Uh, watch some Wrexham, uh, watch Welcome to Wrexham and tell me soccer sucks. Love okay, Welcome to Wrexham. but see, that's not watching soccer. And I don't know what rectums have to do with soccer. Yeah. Okay? I, like, yeah, come on, you know dude. What? You know what? Jaron, it's not appreciated that you bring in rectum jokes in here. <laughs> Pretty sure he said Wrexham. I could be wrong. I apologize. Uh, soccer talk on the Monty Show is, as always... <laughs> Is as always presented by our good friends at Barbecue Pit Stop. BBQPitStop.com. Check them out at any of their five Utah locations from uh, Logan, Layton, uh, Salt Lake City, Murray, Lehigh, and our good friends in St. George. And again, big shout out to everybody in St. George. We've had a huge week of uh, viewership. 
Uh, with everybody in St. George tuning into the show, you guys, your support for us has been unbelievable. Um, St. George, everywhere in Utah, I mean, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much uh, for watching the show. We've had a record-breaking week on the show. Truly, truly, we've had a, a record-breaking week. Just to give you an idea, we were driving home yesterday at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon watching our numbers because YouTube lets you look at your numbers live. We had more thousand view hours yesterday than we've ever had before, which means a thousand people watched the show in the last hour. Yes! It was it was truly humbling to watch those numbers come in and know that like we they tell you you YouTube tells you hey every sixty seconds the, every minute this many people are watching every hour this many people are watching every day every forty eight hours. Yesterday, there were times where we had over 100 people in one minute watching our content, mm -hmm. which is amazing. You guys support this show unbelievably. And we ask you to support our, our, our partners as well, including Barbecue Pit Stop, uh, bbqpitstop.com. If, if, if you're one of those guys that hasn't bought presents for your family yet, or if you're, because we also have a larger woman's contingent watching the show now. Do we? By the way, the honeys are coming out. We appreciate that. Lady casuals. Um, by the way, we got to remind me to tell the Amber story. I don't know if she'll allow me to want me to tell that story, but I, I think it's fascinating. Anyway, if you are gift giving for the guys in your life or for the people who like smokers and barbecues, get to bbqpitstop.com. If you're somebody that loves, you know, smoking, barbecue life, go get the Asado seasoning at bbqpitstop.com. You can shop online. You can chat with them online right now. You know when you go into a barbecue pit stop or you go on their website, you're getting the best equipment. The Traeger selection is amazing. Traeger smokers, Traeger accessories, the ground mats, the tins, all that stuff, you get them at barbecue pit stop, barbecue pit, bbqpitstop.com. You also get the best dudes. The guys at barbecue pit stop, the staff at barbecue pit stop are awesome. You can chat directly with them on their website, bbqpitstop.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty Show, but yeah, you guys. Uh, yesterday was was just unbelievable. It was it was amazing watching that, and we're we 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 have a pretty good idea of who we are and where we are. We're big believers in that. We know that you guys support us, but to watch hour after hour after hour go by and know that we had a, over a th there was one hour that was like eighteen hundred people watched our content in the last sixty minutes yesterday. Mm -hmm. And it was, we were just sitting there like, wow, dude, that's unreal. It's crazy. And I just, I really appreciate that. And so when we hear about, and you guys tweet us pictures of your pizza or, you know, people tweeting us pictures that, hey, look what I got from Barbecue Pit Stop today. You know, somebody the other day shot us a picture of, hey, look what showed up from Barbecue Pit Stop because they had ordered online at BBQ Pit Stop. Like, it's just awesome when you guys do that. We really appreciate you guys supporting the show. Uh, so thank you for that. All right, uh, a couple more. Uh, Brett Burnett says, uh, should the World Cup expand to 48? Exactly. 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 Talking with Rafael says, got to watch it in Espanol. Those announcers get you excited for close attempts, but they are ready to yell goal. Yeah. Yeah, I hope Neymar loses this match, by the way. I'd love to see Luka Modric and uh, Croatia go through, but they won't. Yeah. Um, you know, yes, they should expand. Uh, Fat Jesus says, soccer only sucks because it's unfamiliar. Baseball sucks because it sucks. You're casual. See, I'm a huge baseball See, you guy. parted ways with me there, Fat Jesus. I love baseball. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. Brett Burnett says, baseball okay to play, just hard to watch. Not for me. I have season tickets to the Cubs spring training. We're going to... 
We're going to bring some of you guys down with us to spring training for a, for a weekend. We're going to we're going to do shows in Scottsdale for a week. Super stoked. Cannot wait. Justin Sellis. Ah, I get the Utah Tech is a sleeping giant take. The St. George numbers are up. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Oh. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly, dilly. That's not it. I had not, that's not at all that's why I funny, said that. Dude. That's but that funny. is funny. Those two are completely unrelated. Yeah, totally. But that's unrelated. funny as hell. Um, Tanner says RSL, so I'll move off his comment because it started with RSL. New Jersey loves your podcast, Anthony Mitchell says. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, these Their ladies are coming on the show, Monty. Monty, you better behave yourself. Dude, the lady casuals are real, bro. So let me let me tell this Amber story real quick. Yeah. And I don't it's know. Friday. It's she's Friday. Probably gonna, it. She's probably going to hate me for this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to DM her right now on, on Instagram. Now, and who who is Amber just generally? Like so Amber, Amber is, Spencer, okay, is our friend. And she listens to the show. Okay. And she DMs me on Instagram occasionally. She's a great graphic designer. Like she's a super talented chick. Okay. Beautiful family. Like just just really salt of the earth. I really like Okay. Good human being. I don't know her, but I like knowing her, right? Um <clears throat> so she put on her story, Amber. That they went to the jazz game the other night. Right. Couple of friends. You know, her husband, her friend and her husband, they go to the game. Well, obviously, you can't bring bags in, right? So what do you do with your purse and your car keys and your wallet and all your credit cards? And other things that were in your truck. Well, you leave them in your truck, right? <coughs> and then one person has keys to the truck, but the other keys are still in. The, but the one person who had the keys didn't lock the truck. So as they are wanting to do, the degenerates of the world go pulling door handles. And they steal all of the stuff in your truck. This is a code 10 abort. Your, your purse, your wallet, your credit cards, your keys, everything. But they didn't know you had air tags. So, of course, being the smart person that Amber is, Amber pulls up her, her Find Me app on her iPhone. Find my find my and one thing leads to another they wind up finding it they go to the location you got balls they pull up on an suv and maybe it's because i was watching chicago pd when she told me about this now just like on chicago pd she pulled up in an srt grand cherokee right yeah where you could hear the hemi engine but so they pull up to this air tag and it's an SUV covered in snow. There's nobody in that SUV until the dude opened the door and got out. So what did they do? They went and I'm sure they uh, were very nice to him, but he had everything but their bag, their purses. And Amber got all of her credit cards back, like got all of her stuff back, just didn't get her purse back. And I say, damn, First of all, thanks, Amber, because you made me buy more air tags and a keychain. <laughs> but I say, I'm not chase. I'm going to chase the air tag down. And to her credit, she called the cops, by the way. And their response time was like 97 minutes. So, of course, <laughs> they were there like right on time. But do you approach the guy who gets out of the SUV where your air tag is? What do you do in that situation? 
Because I don't know that I'm approaching that Not dude. alone. I think if you have two people, you can, for sure. I, <laughs> and I think if you're someone who... Amber sounds hot, I mean, if, says. if you're someone who carries, yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, there's that's part of the story. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of risking my TMI here. One of the things they stole out of the truck were their guns. Oh. <laughs> So they did carry, but you know okay, that's that's different. Then see that that adds a layer. That adds a what what Bill Belichick would call a wrinkle. I, I damn, dude, I, I'd have been nervous, bro. I, I you know, you know, I, I don't know about. You can't leave your. You can't. Yeah, damn. Uh, you know, I think that's the interesting see, that's part why of I'm it. I'm neurotic about locking the car. Like, me too. Like you have you have to be obsessed with locking your car. Hey, this is why I don't let other people drive me places. This is why. Yeah. B, I obsess over locking my car. C, I am going to go chase down that air tag, but I am not going to approach that dude. I mean, it, especially cuz your guns were missing, Amber. Damn. Now, I I mean, she was not there alone, obviously. All I have in this but, world is my, my God. My word. I don't know what you I do with that. Wait a minute. No. San Diego State says yesterday afternoon, I actually went into the archives and watched portions of shows 855 and 56. Didn't find the Monty rant I was looking for since those were pre-San Diego State uh, episodes. What rant were you looking for? Yeah, well, okay, first of all, first of all, we can't, we're, we're skipping the lead here. First of all, dude's going back to 855, which Where is a we? flex on its, on, unto itself. We're at 849, so you must mean 755 and 56. 755, yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, NY Monty fan says, it depends on where I was if I approached them. In Utah, probably would. Here in New York, probably not. Wait for the uh, Coppertone 95s to roll up. <laughs> exactly. Are you approaching somebody that, if you catch somebody breaking into your car, let's say, what are you doing about it? If I catch them? Yeah, I mean, I'm not calling the cops first. It depends. I'm going to size them up first. I'm going to, like... Because you know where your car is parked, so you have the advantage of seeing that person before they see you, right? Because they don't know that it's your car, but you know it's your car. Yeah. So, so I'm gonna if this is if this is, you know, with all due respect, if it's a female breaking into my car, yeah, I'm gonna do something about that. If, if it's, it's a, a female, if it's a if it's a small, like a scrawny dude, I'm doing something about that. If it's six five, two fifty, I'm you gonna, are. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably you know, consider my options. I'm the guy that, one, I'm... Re okay, so I'm a pretty big dude. Right. And you've seen this firsthand. P I intimidate people. Yeah, all the time. Without even trying. I just walk in a room and it's like, holy shit, that guy's huge. <laughs> right? Like, that happens. And they're not wrong. Like, I wear a size 15 shoe. Come on. Uh, but the <laughs> Living up to the brand. Again, my point is... Yeah. I have to be really careful. Like, if I'm going to punch you in the face, I could kill you. But I got to be honest with you, man. You walk into my house, you're probably getting shot. Like, yeah. I'm that guy. I don't... I, I'll, I'll ask questions later. Yeah. I'll ask questions later. But I don't know if I'm going looking for a fight like that. Well, you're uh, not looking for a fight. Man, you go chase down an air tag and you're looking for a fight. Well, yeah, but like, yes and no. Yeah? What do you mean, yes and no? Like, dude who's just pulling door handles probably isn't here for a fight. You know what I mean? Like... That guy's probably, you know, like I just, I like homeless folks are not here for a fight. They're hoping that you don't track them down, and if you do, they'll give it back. Like, 
you know. I would agree with that. Wow, that was that should have been a, a penalty. The Croatian goalkeeper picked up a ball that was was not headed back to him. Anyway, uh, Kay Nuren says, going to Quick Quack Car Wash this morning. Let's hey, go. hey, let's go. Okay. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Mike Maple said, went after the jerk-offs that smashed my car window at Fashion Place last year. This is a bad time of year for car break-ins, apparently. It is. And what, it, what happened in Westminster, when we lived in Huntington Beach, we were doing P90X one morning. And this is 2011, 2010. Uh, and somebody was breaking into the cars in our in our driveway. We had a driveway. We shared a house with my sister-in-law. We had a shared driveway with the neighbor, so there were like four cars on the driveway. We rolled out there. We chased them off. Um, they got in a car and took off, but we gave them the plate. They tracked the plate back. They were drug addicts that had filled a hotel room with stolen merchandise. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it depends. I don't know, though. They whip around with a piece on you, and I'm not so excited about that. I'm not so excited about that at all. Uh, Pied Piper says, no, don't approach the person. Call the cops always. But the problem with calling the cops is it takes forever to get them there. Yeah, you're not going to get your stuff back. Forever to get them there. That's what I'm saying. This conversation about carrying is a deeper one than just should you or shouldn't you. Like, I, I, I think that it's incredibly useful when you need it, but it's uh, a responsibility nine days out of ten. Well, an NY Monty fan brings up my point. Why are people? Why do people think it's okay? I don't think they like, think it's okay. I just think they don't care. And that's my issue. Like, that's my car, bro. Like, that is my lifeline. Think about if, if, I, if I walked up to you and I took your car away from you right now, how would that impact your life? Yeah. If I ran up all of your credit cards, how would that impact your life? If I stole your checks and wrote a bunch of bad checks, how would that impact your life? They don't care. And that's what pisses me off. That's why I want to punch you in the face. Yeah. Because you don't care. And I understand, listen, most people that are, are, are doing this stuff are doing it to feed a habit, I think, overwhelmingly. But like these kids in my neighborhood that we always talk about, mm -hmm. like they threw peaches against my front door because they could. And then when I walked up to them and said, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Uh, do you just not think about what you're doing? That's the thing that drives me crazy. That's what drives me crazy. I, I just, that, that makes me nuts. Teddy says, yeah, I don't care for the, the size of the person. If they're breaking into my truck, I'm throwing hands. Probably. What are reasons to throw hands? Yeah, what is going to make you get physical what, with what, somebody? What, 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 what is a reason to throw hands? I think pretty much if you are, if you are threatening me or my family, I'm, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah. I am. Uh, Tanner says, one punch and you're dead, LOL. Well, one punch. You took the impact to the front of your face, then your head hits the concrete? Yeah, I, you I worked with a guy at a bar many, many years ago. This is in the 90s. I worked with a guy at a bar in Northbrook, Illinois, who was going, into, was going out to his parking lot, was going out to the car, was coming back to the bar, and it was like 8 o'clock at night. He's coming back to the bar, and somebody, and I want to say it turned out to be a case of mistaken identity, Somebody ran up to him and shoved him. That guy got up, punched that guy in the face. The guy fell down and hit his head on the ground and died. Like, it's one punch and it's you're real dead. real life, dude. It's one punch and you're dead. If I punch you in the face, one, if I punch you in the chest even more to the point I can stop your heart. If I punch you in the face, I can give you brain damage. 
and you can fall and hit your head. Like it's like not if you a, punch someone in the face, you're probably knocking them off their feet. Like if if a guy my size punches you in the face, you're getting wow, that was almost a goal for Brazil. Uh, if you get if I punch you in the face, you're you're going to feel it. And I'm a, a big guy, but I'm also a big guy that lifts. I'm really strong. Like yeah, that's yeah, dude. That's that's nothing to take lightly. You know, like it's just yeah. Uh, Pied Piper says it in America, anybody could have a gun. Don't approach the person. It's not worth the risk. Call the cops. Yeah, there's definitely, that's a mindset. No doubt about that. Uh, Ron Nolan says, I saw Pele when he was uh, with the Cosmos in 77. It was at the fairgrounds against the Utah Pioneers. I like it. I like it. I bet Daniel says, punch him in the face and call the advocates. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Can I, man, I remember when I fought this guy in my house, he caught these hands. I knew him and I still tried to kill him. The only thing that stopped me was hearing my wife and daughter screaming. Well, I can tell you, I I have not been in a lot of fights. I am not likes to fight guy. I am not likes to fight guy at all. Um, The thing that is, the thing that stands out to me is that the one fight I remember was that I'll never forget was in high school. Uh, This kid, Ryan, threw my bat in a puddle. I had bought a brand new wood bat. I think I've told this story mm-hmm. on the show. He stole my wooden bat, a Louisville slugger that I bought and worked hard for, threw it in a puddle. I went and beat the living hell out of that kid. And you know what stopped me? He started bleeding and I felt terrible. But like I punched him right in the face mm-hmm. and he bled a lot. And I felt bad about that. I felt really bad about that. And... It, it, it stay, it's still with me today. I'm 49, and that was when I was 14, 15. And I, that's what I can't deal with. Like, I cannot, I, I cannot, I don't know that I could live with myself if I physically assaulted somebody and they died. Now, you're coming after me, you break into my house, I shoot you, you're dead. Okay, well, you made a bad decision. If you attack me and I got to defend myself, okay, you made a bad decision. But me just walking up to a dude and punching somebody in the face is not, no, man. You just can't do that. Mike Maple says, there's a lot of crumbling people out there, but I don't trust cops arriving in minutes when I need a response in seconds. That's the thing. Yeah, dude. That's I, when you need help now. The, the biggest issue to me is you have to, if you own guns, that's where this becomes a problem. Yeah. You know, like obviously, and I'm somebody that rolls around with a gun in my car on a pretty regular basis, um, but I don't leave it in my car. If I put it in my car, I used to, when I lived in Phoenix, I never went anywhere without a gun in Phoenix. I never went anywhere. And I'm like, when you used to need it, I had a concealed carry permit. Like we went through all the training, like all of that. But in Phoenix, dude, I didn't trust anybody. Yeah. I used to roll around with my Glock all the time. Here, I don't necessarily do that. But there's most of the time I do. Like I just don't feel, you know, yeah. And why Monty fan says, uh, I, if you... If you want to know what kind of person Monty is, go back and listen to the uh, Peach Vandal episode. Monty's a great human being. Thank you. Yeah, and I, you know what? It's funny this conversation brings that back to me because it's happened twice in the last couple of months. Like these kids that ding-dong ditched me and I went down the street and there were four of them and there was one of me and you get so few opportunities to impact a young person's life. If if you have a chance to stop people from being idiots, you should do that. If you have a chance to talk to teenagers, and I told that one kid, if you remember the story, I told it on the show. I said, like, there were four kids, 
And it's the same group of guys. These two guys don't say shit. This one guy says a little bit. And there's the one loud mouth, mouthing off and saying, okay, well, there's four of us and there's one of you. And I said something to the effect of, okay, well, I'm going to knock you the, out first and then I'll deal with these other three. How about that? And then by the end of it, I had said to them, you guys don't know me. You knocked on my door and ran and then you stood 100 yards from my front door. What if I had a gun? What if I was angry? And I said to them, I'm not going to do anything to you. I want you to know that. Like, I'm not calling the cops. I'm not calling your parents. I'm not going to physically assault you. I'm just going to sit here and tell you, what if I would have though? What if I'd have walked out here with a crowbar or a shotgun? And, you'd, and I said to the bigger kid, and you just said to me, there's four of you and one of, you know, there's four of us and one of you. And I chose to hit you across the face with a, with a crowbar. Then what? Like, it's that kind of stuff. The kid throwing fruit at my house and having to go over to his, his, it turned out to be a friend of the girl who lived across the alley from us. Her mom comes to the door essentially naked. She was in a bathtub and her dogs are freaking out. She's breaking down crying, saying she's just had enough. It's the summer's over. These kids are, and so the kids, she called her daughter and said, get your ass back home. And, and so when we were walking back to our house, the kids rolled up and I just said to the kid, hey man, you're being dumb. And you're going to get yourself in trouble. Don't do that. Don't throw food peaches at my front door. What if you'd have broke my window? He's like, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. I was just having fun. I'm re-. You got to do that. Yeah. You got to do that. Uh, let's see. Anthony Mitchell says, I have a Mustang. So yeah, I'm going to handle my business if you break into my car. Well, what kind of Mustang do you have? Yeah. What do you have? I'm a, I, am a, uh, I am a GT350 guy. Uh, Matt Webb says, what I have walked into, what are we talking about? What have I walked into? We're talking about a listener. Uh, thank you for making me reset. That's exactly what I should be doing. Um, and by the way, everybody who's here, we've got 41 likes to go. Come, Come on, on, you guys. We can get to 200 here. There's 156 people, 157 people now watching this show. We need 41 likes to get to 200. Please get that done. If you're just tuning in, a listener of ours... Um, that we have on Instagram, we were messaging back and forth. And there was an incident at the jazz game where their car was broken into and most of their valuables were stolen. And they happened to have an air tag that allowed them to track their things right to the location where a gentleman was in a, an SUV with all their stuff. Mm -hmm. And they called the cops, but they didn't wait. They went in and in, confronted the guy. And the guy gave them all of their stuff back, except the purses. But the guy gave them all of their stuff back. What would you have done? I don't know what I would have done. I don't know what I would have done. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, uh, I first asked the person, do you even lift? Right. And how much do you bench? Right. And then I assess their answers. I like that a lot. Do you even lift? That's exactly right. What do you bench? Teddy Wayman agrees. Exactly right, Jeremy. Uh, San Diego State says, in Monty, it was uh, the Waco, Texas, David Korash portion of an epic rant. David Korash. David Korash. As you can see, there's not much hope for you left. I don't, did I have a David Korash? Oh, yeah, we've had several David Korash you know, moments yeah. on the show. Mike Maple says, similar to Monty, though, it's, it's nice to have a stance that avoids a lot of fights before it happens. Yes, it is. Yeah, and, and then you, know, you put us together, and it's not really a, you know, a winning proposition for somebody. Yep, Tyler P says, I had a gun pulled on me at work. I just laughed at them. Ooh, that's scary. Workplace violence is so difficult. Uh, Kanai says it was three in the morning, so I felt threatened for my family. Didn't matter. I knew him or not. Exactly right. Oh, well, that's right. different. That's in your house. Dude. Exactly like, right. Exactly right. Uh, Big Dog O-Town. What's up, my guy? Just last night at work, some haters broke my windshield. Trust me, I got big haters where I work. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. 
Sorry to hear that. Um, let's see who else. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, I think most people would be willing to throw fists, uh, cuffs if it came down to protecting your family. Honestly, I'm a small guy. If I saw someone breaking into my car, probably wouldn't fight. No, you probably wouldn't. I would agree with that. Uh, Riley says, Monty's not a guy you'd want to piss off me. Thinks I, you got to go really far. Like, you know, what are some like basketball games at Vaza fitness? <laughs> I've had guys take swings at me at Vaza fitness. I've never thrown a punch. Like you gotta, you've gotta be really, I have to feel threatened for you to, for me to throw a punch at you. You, I don't, you'd have to say something stupid to my wife or Jake, or you'd have to, like, I knocked a guy down in Los Angeles. Oh my God. We haven't told this story. We've ever had, dude. So we were playing basketball. I was a kid. And Jake was like 16 years old. Yeah. And he, Jake plays like he's 20. Like, obviously, he's a bigger dude as well. And so when we play and pick up basketball together when we were playing all the time, we were actually really difficult to beat. And so we lived near a military base. And this guy who was on base, I don't remember what happened. Jake followed him hard, I think. And the guy, like, two-handed shoved Jake against the wall. So I knocked him off his feet. And he got up and it was this whole thing. There was an arm bar trying to apply or whatnot. Eventually, I wound up with my arm around his neck. And I said, On the floor. Yeah, I said to the guy, what are you going to do? I remember saying to the guy, what are you going to do? And eventually, I shoved him away, got up, and I said to him, I'm just going to call your, I'm going to call your commanding officer. I'm calling your CO. And I'm going to tell him how you treated a 16-year-old kid and that you got into a physical altercation at a gym because you didn't like a foul in basketball. And so eventually that guy's friends convinced me not to do that because it would wreck his career because apparently that you, which I get, you assaulted somebody. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's probably as physical as I've ever gotten with somebody. And I got that guy good. Like, he shoved Jake, and I knocked him The problem down. is is that I, I've never been the most gifted offensive player, right? Like, I'm not the Defensive guy Defensive player. Right. Offensive so, player, what do you mean? No, I'm not a gifted offensive player. I can shoot pretty good when I got it going, but I'm that guy who has some amazing handle or, like, some, like, ridiculous offensive player, but I can play defense. I know how to play defense, and... And, and the thing is, is that really pisses people off because they feel like, oh, well, this kid, like at that time, this kid is, is some white kid wearing glasses. I should be able to beat this kid up. And it frustrates them when they play someone who knows how to play defense and they can't move you. That yes, ultimately I would is agree where people get frustrated playing me. It, like there's this guy that we, we used to play. Not that he gets frustrated. He's this big, he looks like a Viking. I'm not even kidding. He had this really long beard and like, He's this big, strong guy that plays at Vaza in South Jordan, and nobody wants to guard him, right? He's like, what would you say? He's probably 6'5", probably, something yeah, like that. He's, a, he's, he's hard a for me dude. to guard, yeah. He's a big dude. And and so when you know how to play defense, and you're playing him on the block, and you understand timing and everything, and you strip him, it frustrates him. Now, he's not likes-to-fight guy, but that's the kind of thing that, that happens when you play likes-to-fight guy. He's the guy, the Viking, as I call him, is the guy who's like, man, it's so good to have somebody to bang with. It's great. Like, he he gets it. Yeah. Likes-to-fight guy, though, is a guy who doesn't think you should ever touch him. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. I've had guys walk up behind me and swing at me and miss. Like, that's, like, it's, it's crazy the things I've seen. Uh, Gage Carter. Says, my uncle got in a fight, uh, one of his buddies, after they were at a bar and his buddy swung on him. My uncle defended himself, hit the dude. He fell off the porch and died. Just one punch. 
Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. It just takes one. You can't do it. Yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, Utah Punk, what's up? Says, had someone break into my car years ago and steal a backpack off my back seat. Joke is on them. It had my fishing clothes in it. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Riley O says, most people uh, post-fight press conference after fighting Monty, I broke my back. My back is broken. (laughs) Spinal. I worry about it. I do worry about it. Skeet says he punched a guy at church. Tanner says, yeah, yeah, I remember that ding-dong story. Crazy story. Uh, Mike Phillips says, you'd feel more comfortable without your gun if you moved to the east side. Well, you know. I'm telling you, Phoenix, with all due respect, like Phoenix was Phoenix. South is, Phoenix is gnarly, bro. The South Phoenix is no joke. Yeah. It is no joke. We used to see one of the interesting things, we used to see like ice raids, like immigration raids. You'll just be driving down the street or like we'd just be baseline. sitting in our backyard. You're driving down baseline. And, and you see a caravan of like four unmarked SUVs driving. The most like, I had ever seen it once was about twenty five of them. And they were going fast. And then they make a left turn into the jungle and like all hell breaks loose. It's crazy. You to can watch. hear gunshots. There's a, there was many times where there was a helicopter circling over like, yeah. Oh, Amber is here. Oh, Amber is Amber, here. Now. Here we go. See? So Amber, you've sparked a conversation with your go track down my air tag story from yesterday on Instagram. Yeah. And we're just sitting here debating the merits. Amber, of- I have a question for you. When you, when you approach the vehicle, what is the threshold to throw hands? What? How did this go? We need to know. Well, yeah, I mean, like, and Amber says we're so dumb and so lucky. Well, like, that's not even the conversation. The conversation is what were you feeling in the moment yeah. when you guys rolled I, up I, on that? I need the nitty gritty. Because, as, and Amber, you correct me if I'm wrong, and we should send you a link. You should come on the show and talk yeah, about this. You really should, yeah. Um, yeah. It is, it is interesting to me. Um. It is interesting to me that Amber, as you described it, they roll up on an SUV that's covered in snow. Which on its own is is interesting. But you don't expect somebody to be in there. It's covered in snow. Nobody's in there. Yeah, you're thinking, okay, no one's in there. This car hasn't been moved. Is the air like... tag in the wrong place? Did they just stash the air tag in the SUV? And then some dude gets out of the SUV. Like, what are you feeling in that moment? That's what I want to know. Yeah. That's what I want to There, know. you passed it. You passed it. She commented. Roll Where? up right there. Okay. Um, Amber says, we followed to the truck and it looked empty, but as we got closer, a dude jumped out. I was already on the phone with the police. Everyone was safe. Sadly, he got arrested. Not sadly. He did Screw get arrested. Him, dude. Screw him. No, it's not. Uh, it's not. Yeah, sadly. I have no respect for people that break into other people's cars. You, you can't. Amber said, we thought the car was empty. We thought the air tag on the keys would have just been thrown under the car. Oh, oh I see. I got you. I see. Now, now let me ask you this. I got Did you. Did you guys just drive up to the car? Was this like a park down the street and walk up to the car type thing? Like what, what was, I mean, because that, you know, that those are all things to consider. Amber, you should DM me your phone number. I will, uh. I will uh, if DM me your phone number. I'll yeah, send but you see, a. She's commenting a link. that she feels sorry for this guy. See, and I can Jake, respect that. I feel that. sad because he's so young, but I, I, I can respect totally. that, dude. But like you, you make choices. There's consequences. If you're if you're gonna swing on someone and you get dropped, there's consequences, right? Like if you're gonna steal my stuff out of my car because you were door handle pulling, and then I track you down through find my and air tags, and I have the police on the horn. I'm not going to feel sorry for you. Yeah, I I'm don't. Just, I'm sorry. Don't, I'm not. I don't feel sorry for like, that. Like, I can't do it. You know, with, with I think the fact that you 
You you respect people so little. But all the due respect. Is, I don't think people that rob cars or break into cars think about the people who own the car. I don't think they think the smoke is going to come for them. I don't think I they don't think, think about so. That. I don't think so. I don't think they think about I don't about think that. so at all. I think that's very true. That is very true. Um, you know, uh, Salty Drunk says, have a good weekend, guys. Good to see you, Salty. Um, Amber, no sadly involved with that. Life is about decisions. And, and see, I'm a huge believer in that. You made a choice to break into our car. We came and tracked you down because you're not smart enough to know what an air tag is. Because frankly, frankly, who steals purses anymore? Okay, if you're going to steal a purse, like we, we, when I used to, and I, I've told this story, when I worked at KGO in San Francisco, I used to do ride-alongs with gang units and police officers. Even back then, people know that there are tracking devices in purses. It's why a lot of people don't want to steal phones anymore because it's really easy to track a phone even when it's off, right? So... I, I don't know, man. I, I don't feel bad for people. See, but that comment right there. Right, she just said right there. Read that comment. He was shocked we arrived. Like, how did you find me? So that right there. You're not smart. That's how we found you. You're not smart. You don't expect anyone to run you down. She says she can't come on the show. I'm going into an appointment. Yeah, excuses, Amber. Excuses. Um, no, I'm kidding. But I'm glad you guys are okay. It's all good. Um, I'm glad you guys are okay. That is that is scary. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Giggity dude after round and found out, yeah, Amber. Dude. That's exactly right. Yeah, dude. Uh Zach Spencer says we ended up chasing the guy on foot for a block and tackling. What whoa, whoa, what did I miss here, Zach? Where's your story? Um, wow, Zach has got a story to tell. Maybe I'm missing this. I don't know. Anyway, the point is. I think you have to be really careful. Be very careful with that. Nine o'clock on the Monty Show, uh, presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Um, anywhere you are, you can get to theadvocates.com. If you're in Utah, hook it up at UtahAdvocates.com. Last topic of the day, I want to go to uh, this Amazon story because Amazon is rolling out a new feature <laughs> where you can tip your driver. And you essentially... You're basically saying to Alexa, hey, Alexa, um, thank my driver. Yeah. Alexa, through the Amazon greatness, knows your order, can track down the driver, and will tip the driver $5. And the drivers who get the most thank you tips, the most $5, are eligible to win $10,000. Now, there's a couple of things at play here. Number one, Amazon wants you to use your Alexa more. Clearly. They're struggling with that. They've had layoffs in the device division. They're trying to figure out what to do with Alexa. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. They want you to use your Alexa more. Yeah. But here's the other thing that I think, and, and hopefully people think about this. Being an Amazon delivery driver is not easy. It's very, very difficult. Yeah. Are you going to use this feature? No. You're not. I don't order enough from Amazon. Anytime you order from Amazon, I'm begging you to say, hey, I'll Amazon, use, thank my driver. If I order something, I'll use it. But I'm simply saying I don't order enough from Amazon. That's yeah, you, you have to do it. Yeah. I think you have to do it. Yeah. You, you absolutely. Because I think we take the Amazon drivers for granted. I think it's an incredibly difficult gig. Especially this time of year. And I, yeah, because they're overwhelmed. And for those of you who don't know, Amazon drivers don't go home until they're done. So if they have, and you know those Sprinter vans they drive around, and generally... You open a door on one of those at the first stop, packages fall out. They are packed to the brim. Yeah. So the only way to get out is to say, 
deliver all those packages. Yeah. So if you, every time you have some Amazon deliver you something, say, hey, Alexa, thank my driver. And they will tip that driver $5 yeah. right to the driver. Yep. I think you, I hope you'll absolutely do it. Yep. And I, I encourage you to do it. Hey, great week on the show. Where did we end up for likes today? We're at 167. Up. 33 likes short, Jake. Just a little bit short. That's all right. We'll work on it on Monday. Thanks to everybody who tunes into the show. Thanks to all of our partners, including the advocates. Tridaytrading.com. Barbecue pit stop. Quick quack car wash. You name it. They're the best. We'll talk to you on Monday. Yep. Until Monday, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.